0: with Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services.
1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley is Matt Mosley. Settle in. Three hours of sports talk coming your way. Lots of interesting things today. We always kind of like to keep you on your toes. Kind of celebrate different, um, different aspects of sports out there. Uh, today in the 5 o'clock hour, we do have the athletic director at Central Florida. You know, if we don't get the head coach for the opposing team, we grab the A.D., right? That's what we've done so far every week this season. We had uh, Crystal Conti last week and Mac Rhodes, of course, from Baylor. And uh, we're going to have the A.D. from UCF, and that's uh, Terry Mohajer. And, what a, I mean, he's an interesting guy. And, Aaron, we had a A.D. on recently. Remember who kind of got us fired up a little bit, and it wasn't it wasn't Del Conte. Who was it that was like, kind of throwing out, "Hey, that's bad." A who do we have? The Utah athletic of... director. Is that who we had? Yeah, did we have him on. Yeah, we did. Okay, okay, yeah, that's who you're yeah. thinking of. He, he was, was great. really, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just kind of in prepping for today. I was kind of looking at Terry Mohajer, the. Uh, and it turns out one of my Baylor fraternity brothers, Aaron Rich gotch just blocked for him in the same backfield at their high school in Kansas. you know, so we got all kinds of Baylor ties, Baylor going there uh aaron Baylor has put up signs around campus welcoming UCF to the conference, which is very nice of Baylor to do, but we're we're showing up with. 11 point underdogs so I you know I don't know how nice we need to be uh, but it's very nice what the Bears are doing but UCF playing its first home conference game against the Bears this thing's been a sellout for a long time it's going to be a nice crowd UCF coming off a tough loss on the road at K-State an angry K-State team but Aaron the reason I brought that up you remember that guy we like from Utah kind of kind of threw out a little language, like, whoa, whoa, what do we got here? Um, I was just listening to Terry Mohajer. He's the same way. I mean, he'll kind of throw a bad A out there on you. He'll drop a D. He'll drop a D word. I think we can actually say that one. Um, Kind of almost a little Barry Switzer-esque in that regard. He's a little more formal than Barry because he dresses up, puts on a nice sports coat, all that. But um, Terry Mohajer. Will be on with us at five twenty today, Aaron. I think I have, I think I've kind of almost broken down the SID. I've, I've, because yesterday, of course, I, I was, I, I was trying to figure it out. At some point, the SID said, "Hey, I was talking about tomorrow." Like, I, of course, I was, I was, <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> jump through a bunch of hoops right, right. to get ready for him at five twenty. You know, that- and. And I read everything, and, and again, and that's, that's great that he was talking about tomorrow, but it was just funny because his, his email just said, well, you know, Terry can go at 520, and I get that at like 5 o'clock, right, or I see it at about 458, and so I start moving heaven and earth to make this happen. Uh, we all, Aaron was great, Drake was great, Cam Stewart was great, but we had a lot of moving parts yesterday. Aaron, which is how often do we not have a lot of moving parts on this show? I feel like your other your other endeavors are a little bit more structured, and occasionally we uh, John's like goes up to to
2: pretty wild well too. But
1: is that right? Yeah. Well, John has to do a lot of things. He has to plan in right, advance, right? Right. It's not all on these the trips fly and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly am not one to plan too far in <laughs> advance. Although I will shock you occasionally and be like Monday or Tuesday, I'll say Aaron. We got so and so on Thursday, and I think it just shocks you that I've somehow worked that far ahead. So UCF AD uh, at five twenty, at four o'clock, Nikki Collin, and you know that's going to be that'll be interesting because the Bears they have their new schedule, they've done a lot of traveling. Uh, they've done a lot of interesting things this off season, and this is a deep team. Aaron, I don't know. I don't know what to, you know, like. I'm not going to say, oh, they're going to. I almost kind of thought about asking her, you know, conference championship. What do you think? I mean, but you kind of hate, uh, you know, nobody really wants to get out there. But I, maybe, I, maybe I should. Maybe I should bring that up. But uh, this is a deep team. It's a lot of talent on this team, and they're starting to work Sarah Andrews back in. She's been out in, um, with an injury, and so they're kind of starting to work her back up. Uh, but now, last year, Asia was out most of the season. Blackwell, uh, Dre Edwards was out due to kind of an eligibility weirdness with uh, Kentucky. And now she's ready to go, and then all these move-ins. they got 6'7", Letty. They've got big-time scorers, Yaya, can kind of score from every level. Uh, let's see, Jada. Um, Madison comes in shooting threes. I mean, it's just a. there's a lot of people coming into this program. Let's just say they brought more in than they lost. Lost a couple of players. But they're bringing in and doing some big-time portal work. Now, Aaron, I will say, and I know you're not quite into golf as much as I am, but you like to watch, you know, the majors and, and kind of see how things are going. Um, big, big-time stuff with the Ryder Cup being in Italy. All right, now, it's in Rome For some reason, I'm reading these date lines that say Guadonia Montecelio. Guidonia Montecelio. All right, Aaron, I think, do you like when I do that? Uh, But basically, that's Rome. Marco Simone Golf Club. And that is where the Ryder Cup starts. And it's going to be really interesting because it's going to be all throughout the weekend. And then some of these things will start our time in like the 1.30 or two in the morning. Aaron, that's why we should be kind of dialed into this. Now what I gotta figure out is like what do I watch all this on? Oh here we go. Match Friday morning's matches begin at twelve thirty five AM Central twelve thirty AM Central. Now you might say, hey, hey, who are we sending out first? The Americans. Now, America does great, you know, has done really well in the Ryder Cup, but they don't do well overseas. It's been a long time since they've won on foreign soil. I mean, once in the last, I don't know, maybe they tied one year, but they do not do great when they have to go play in Rome or wherever they have these things. France, Italy. um, Maybe they've been over in Spain. I don't know. Um, But. Let's see. It says Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas have been one of the most reliable tandems for the U.S., but they'll be on the sideline Friday morning for the opening session. Wow. That is U.S. team captain Zach Johnson elected to sit Spieth and Thomas despite their 8-2-0 O record when playing together in international events. Whoa. World number one golfer Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns, Aaron, will take on, Sam Burns is from Shreveport, Louisiana. He and Scotty will take on Spain's Jean Rahm and England's Tyrrell Hatton in the first foursomes alternate shot match. That is one of the hardest matches you could possibly have in team competition because, you know, you just, one guy hits one shot, wherever it ends up, that other guy has to take over. It's very, very hard, even with these unbelievable golfers. It just puts tremendous pressure on the golfers. Um, I... Scheffler has struggled putting, which does not bode well in the Ryder Cup, because that's just an enormous part of this, obviously. Burns ranked fourth on tour in total putting and seventh in one putt percentage. Aaron, I was watching this interview yesterday, kind of getting everybody ready for Ryder Cup. I can't remember if I sent this to you or not, but Burns told the story of how he got the news with zach johnson zach johnson called him and i won't go into it it's kind of funny if you want to hear it but he was he said he was home and he'd been waiting all day to see if he was going to be named to the team or not and they went out to the coffee and he was waiting and waiting and then somebody else called him and 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 finally he got the call from the captain and he said he was in the restroom here at home when it happened and um he, it as he told the story, he said, I was, I was using the bathroom bathroom, he says. <laughs> Whatever. I like the way he worded yeah. that delicately. Yes, yes. I was using the bathroom bathroom. And again, we don't need to, I'm not into that kind of humor, uh, that amateurish, amateurish kind of humor. But that was kind of funny that he got the call when he was in the restroom at home. <laughs> so. Um. In the second, what, what really, this, all of this is really getting my attention. And the other thing, Aaron, that is a shocking-type deal, Team Europe, second, you know who they'll send out? Well, one, Victor Hovland, who's, you know, on a heater, unbelievable player from Norway, went to Oklahoma State. Uh, Mike McGraw knows him. Today, in a practice round, He's playing a uh, par four, and he he had a hole-in-one on a par four. Anybody who plays golf, understands, or even watches a little golf, knows how crazy that is. So, you on obviously, you can drive some of these, uh, uh, either one or a couple of these par fours. He tried. He not only tried, he made a hole-in-one on a par four. I mean, that's pretty much impossible to do. Um, it's, you know, amazing. And, of course, he did it during a practice round. Everybody was out there going crazy. And then they started singing Ole, Ole, Ole. You know how they do that, Aaron, those European crowds? Ole, Ole, Ole. They started doing all that. Now, um, the but the one that Hovland's playing with tomorrow against Max Homa and Brian Harmon from the U.S., he's playing with Ludwig Eberg. And if that name sounds familiar, that kid just finished up at Tech. Like he's literally, I think he's now played in like maybe six PGA tournaments, but he's fresh out of college. He's 21 or 22 years old. Ludwig Eberg, and they're sending him out second in his first ever Ryder Cup. He's a six-four machine. I mean, he is just, it's its scary. But, Aaron, to send him out in the second match, you know, generally you'd say, well, maybe you don't send him out in that morning round and save him and kind of let him watch and get ready. No. They're sending him straight out. Now, the Americans in the third match, Ryder Cup veteran Ricky Fowler and two-time major winner Colin Morikawa will play Shane Lowry and Sepp Straka. Sepp Straka, if you're wondering, he's from Austria. You know, obviously all these are great players, but I don't think of Sepp Straka on anywhere close to Colin Morikawa's level. And then then one of the American uh, reliable pairings, Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley, and they're really good friends and play in a lot of these competitions together. And this is where it gets really, really interesting. The final match of that first day, that morning session, Aaron, uh, Rory McElroy, and England's Tommy Fleetwood. That's Cantlay and Shoffley versus McElroy and Fleetwood. And, Aaron, you'll like this. Tommy Fleetwood was floating this around. He wants to call his pairing Fleetwood Mac
2: you can't not
1: <laughs> I mean it just makes too much sense <laughs> so anyway um, this is be uh, this is going to be great because the last time they had a Ryder Cup McElroy broke down in tears during the American team's 19 victory at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin They take this stuff so seriously. Uh, And this is on foreign soil. The U.S. team hasn't won on foreign soil since a 15-13 victory at Belfry in Warwickshire, England. Wow. And they haven't won the foursomes part of this on European soil since 2002. Unbelievable. So some really fun stuff coming up. Aaron? Aaron? That'll be some great, great late night viewing for us. All right, we'll go straight from Rangers game into watching the Ryder Cup, and I would imagine. Again, I don't have this in front of me. Where are they showing this? I would imagine this will be on NBC, and probably uh, what do they call it? Aaron, the Peacock. I think we'll need to we'll need to check the Peacock channel for this. This is this is why I keep the Peacock channel for a moment. Oh, and also. I think on uh, USA, USA Television, that cable network, um, it'll be on that. We'll double-check that for everybody. All right, that is uh, Matt Mosley's show. We're off and running. Uh, we do have Nikki Collin coming up at 4 o'clock, and then uh, the uh, Terry Mohajer, the AD at UCF, is set to join us at 5.20. Um, But next, we get you ready for Rangers baseball uh, tonight as a great win last night, and now they get ready to take on Seattle, and they can end the Mariners' hopes and dreams and do it in short fashion. That's coming up next.
3: Go Cowboys! This is is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Play fake, looking right left only heard here, here. throws it in the end zone, caught all season this is the first touchdown for Luke Schoonmaker Sunday afternoon it's your Cowboys and the New England Patriots live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station
2: it's the Cowboys and the Patriots Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 30 here on ESPN Central Texas
0: Restrictions apply. Stock limited. See dealer for details. Now's the time to buy your new Buick for the right price at Richard Carr. Roomy, sporty, versatile. The 2023 midsize Buick Envision is a luxury SUV at an affordable price. Save $4,000 and drive off in a 2023 Buick Envision for only 2.99 dollars Or get three rows of premium space and save $5,000 on the 2023 Buick Enclave. Plus, qualified buyers get 1.9% financing and no payments till 2024. Get here now or log on now and drive your new Buick today from Richard Carr Buick.
3: At Richard Carr, we
4: when we say
2: at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kissair, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
0: Jesse Britz Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britz Automotive. Plus let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service.
5: Are you just another number to your insurance provider? Look no further than the Fluff. Cole, Michael, Derek, and Javen are local independent brokers. And with over 50 trusted companies in their network, they'll find you unbeatable rates for auto, homeowners, life, and even commercial insurance. Why settle for one-size-fits-all insurance? Text QUOTE to 214-838-5236. QUOTE to 214-838-5236. Let the flock take you under their wing. A dynamic team with Goosehead Insurance, your trusted choice for personalized coverage.
6: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com.
0: You're invited to experience the best carnival in Central Texas at the Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo this October. Grab the whole family and enjoy fun games, thrilling rides, and all your fair food favorites. Don't miss the opportunity to make memories that will last a lifetime. Purchase a fun pass at your local participating Sepco convenience stores for even more fun and excitement. Each one includes gate admission and unlimited carnival rides each day of the fair for only $90. Visit Hotfair.com today for more information.
3: I'm Joe Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security, and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams.
7: Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at
8: UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. For our Client Relationship Summary Disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash Relationship Summary.
10: In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor evening shift only works four days a week monday through thursday also one dollar differential pay offered for evening shift after 90 days of full-time employment alamo steel offers pto and a comprehensive benefits plan including medical dental vision short and long-term disability life insurance 401k and more Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview.
6: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show alongside Aaron Sexton. Look for the Drake Toll Show with uh, Cam Stewart to debut Monday at noon, noon to 2, press box with Ward White's moving to 11, and that is 11 to 6. That is an all-day sucker right there, as Stretch would say, Aaron, and – I think you're at least going to make that noon-to-six ride, aren't you, Aaron? I mean, that is... Uh, yes, I am. You know, I might probably... Don't you think Cam and Drake probably need my guidance maybe that first week? Should I <laughs> Should I offer to just do the show with them that first week just to make sure everything goes okay? <laughs> I think it would be a great idea. <laughs> Drake would I'd be so excited. Uh, Oh, I think he would love it. I think he would love it. I think, uh, I think he feels like I gave him almost too much time to talk. Uh, it is the, uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, as we roll along. And what a great win that was! I, I kind of, I had a. I, that's a great way to watch a game, by the way. A baseball game is what I did last night. Is just kind of at one point. To stop and kind of have family dinner, and we do it late because my daughter's dance activities. Um, I in uh, her dance company. Uh, she, I just paused it for a good I don't know forty five minutes or whatever while we hung out, had dinner, visited, and then Aaron. That way you can just kind of fly through it. Like I don't always want to watch every at bat, but I can kind of zoom through a couple at bats here and there, and then you kind of see. When something's happened, and that was a fun way. I I did though. I had to stop and just take in Dane Dunning's work. I mean, he he is he at one at one point adolis last night is wandering around out in right field. I don't know what he was doing. They hit a ball. I think at the last minute he decided he couldn't get to it, and he and he just he he holds up, and the ball goes all the way past him back around the wall so it's a I I thought they'd scored a triple I think they scored it a single with a two base error but he never really got his glove on it or anything so I kind of thought it would be a triple but and maybe they changed that but Dunning just didn't even there's no outs there's a runner on third and Dunning just went to work and they hit a bouncer over to first that they don't score on and then I think he gets at least one strikeout maybe it was the next hitter and just, just rolls right out of the inning. He wins his 12th game, tying Evaldi for the staff lead. And um, nobody's going to p- catch him when it comes to innings pitch. He will in, he will lead the staff with 169 and a third innings. And Bochy called Dunning the, the MVP of the pitching staff. I mean, this is a guy who didn't even know if he's going to make the team out of spring training. They had Degrom, Avaldi, Heaney, Perez, John Gray, and even Jake O'Drissi was, uh, Rizzy was in the mix, and he didn't get in the rotation until May, and all he's done is just be a stalwart. Um, and then um, the guy who was dumped as a closer a month into the season. Um, pitched the ninth last night. Certainly not a save opportunity because uh Evan Carter did it again. Aaron, that's we talked about Evan Carter. Like his at bats or must watch TV. You're not usually thinking about about the like the number nine hitter. Um this is different. He's he's tall. He he's kind of got a old reminds me of some of those blue jays we used to watch. I don't, I don't know if I don't know if I'm thinking about Olerud or who I'm thinking about, but he He's kind of straight up and down with the bat. And then the way he gets to I mean, it's just fun to watch. The way he the way he attacks the baseball. And he hits a two run homer to give the insurance. And then Simeon added another one. I mean what 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 are these guys going to end up with, Aaron? Odolis pokes one out last night. And it just I mean he's on un, he's unreal with his power. I think he's got 38 home runs right now. Simeon and Seager are both right, you know, I think Seager's moved past 30 and maybe at like 33 or 34. Simeon's right at 30. I mean, they, they've they hit the most home runs in baseball. Um, it's just, it's just, the starting, I mean, it's just crazy. And, and, and the rotation's looking a little better. Um, and they uh it's just interesting to see and we'll see what they do tonight is tonight aaron is that montgomery i think it's his start isn't it our rangers will start uh jordan montgomery but the but the exciting thing is um with houston winning so basically if the rangers uh one more win and they are in the playoffs all right um and that's and that'll and again, there's some other stuff that can happen. But if they win, they're in. Um, the next win would be the 90th of the season, and that gets them at least into the playoffs. Um, Seattle, which lost to Houston Wednesday, can't win more than 89 games, and oh, and if the Rangers win two, they clinch the division over Houston which can't win more than 90. So, um, I, I, Aaron, it's going to be interesting because baseball, because the seasons are so long, and I know people say, well, they there to celebrate. They haven't done anything yet. I got no issue with these guys celebrating getting into the playoffs. The problem is I, don't, I honestly think they should wait until they clinch the division, which hopefully they'll do and then get the champagne out and go crazy with it. Aaron, are you good with that? Or are you fine even if they get the champagne out because they've made the playoffs? Or do you do a double champagne celebration? You do one for making the playoffs and one for winning the division.
2: Yeah, you wait. Especially when if it was the magic number for making the playoffs was one and the magic number for winning the divisions was four and it was really – Gonna be hard to do, maybe, but I think there's a pretty good chance that both are gonna happen, so you might as well just wait.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree, and um, and I, I'm, I'm kind of loving our late night baseball. I mean, but and Aaron, you know what's kind of fun too is because these games go so with the pitch limit or pitch clock. And also the pitcher limit on some of these uh, relievers that they have to face three batters. Like you, even these crazy 840 starts aren't so crazy anymore, right? It's not, it's not, it used to be like a guaranteed like 1130 to midnight finish. And that just doesn't, it, it's not happening anymore. Those things, you could start at 840 and be done by 11, um, It's nice. It's nice for our listeners on ESPN Central Texas. Now, Aaron, I am going to do everything in my power because we obviously need to have on ESPN Central Texas these playoff games. Man, that's going to be so exciting. And, of course, we're one of the huge affiliates. So we need to have that. No matter what time of the day they're playing, we certainly need to be having those playoff games on. And that will be... uh, that will be a really exciting, um, and and another baseball story today, Aaron. And I, I mean, I'm Kurt Schilling's already kind of a. Again, I don't really care about his politics. You can think whatever on that, but he's just since he was such a great pitcher for the Red Sox in his post career, he's just seemingly always stepping in something. Or always saying something that infuriates people. And today he took it to a different level. Um and it, maybe it was yesterday this happened. On on one of his shows, his podcast, I don't know, Aaron, is it on Outkick perhaps or something? He just he just reveals that his team his former teammate Tim Wakefield uh is and of course now the Red Sox have had to come out and acknowledge it he comes out and says that my teammate, you know, has cancer. Well, Wakefield didn't want to acknowledge that. I mean, again, that should be everybody's personal ability to, if they want to say that what they're fighting, great. If they don't, that's great. And Schilling goes on a radio show and puts it out there that Wakefield is, has brain cancer and is fighting that. And, and I, I usually, Aaron, don't get in these dog piles. But everything that Schilling is getting hit with today, he deserves. He deserves. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because the Red Sox did come out, and they had to, with permission of the Wakefield family, uh, you know, go ahead and acknowledge that they are fighting this and, and acknowledge their support of the husband and wife, Tim Wakefield and his wife. But um, Aaron, I just thought that was that was despicable. You know, to that's not that's not that's not what he and you could say, oh, he just messed up or whatever. Nah, Kurt Schilling knows exactly what he's what he's doing. So anyway, I I wanted to comment because I liked Wakefield so much as a pitcher. By all accounts, he's a great person, and um, and I I, I just. I just hated that that happened that way. Uh Aaron Odolis Garcia last night, back to baseball. Um, he's I mean, I know he butchered that play out in right field, but the guy didn't even score because Dunning's so awesome. And then Araldis came in. Oh, there was other one other thing I was gonna mention before this Odolis thing, Aaron. I don't know if you were watching when it was I'm trying to think what the score was. It may have still been two nothing. Angel's put a reliever in named Joyce. Aaron, are you familiar with this reliever? Do you know this guy? His last name is Joyce. Vaguely, very little. I mean,
2: I've I've heard of him, and I've seen him maybe once.
1: Well, he's a righty with a weird, a little bit of a push-like delivery, a little bit of a weird delivery. He's registered as high as 105 this season. He was throwing 102-103 easy, like it was nothing for him, and he's he's in a he's in a game in which his team's down two oh. Now of course Seeger comes up there, pops a base hit on him uh, right away. But everybody else was kind of like, whoa, his breaking stuff was pretty good, but his fastball was just like, and I I don't even know who to compare him to. Aaron like. Uh, let's think who's a, we think of a role sometimes we think of these lefties with their huge velocity. They really stand out to us. You know, Mariano Rivera. We used to think of him. Um, Wagner the great,
2: from the Astros.
1: Yes. Wagner, Billy Wagner, um, who did he ever get in the hall of fame? He was up for the hall of fame, but yes, the, there's few and Nolan, of course, but he was a starter, but Nolan, could bring it at a, an unbelievable clip but to see this guy this reliever come in throwing 103 and they said Aaron he'd gone to like a, uh, he'd gone to a community college gone to a Juco um, what in high school didn't make the team till his junior year was tiny started high school at like five feet ends high school at six two. Six one or six two, so grows twelve inches during high school. Starts to get some power, starts to get some velocity in his arm, and then he ends up at Tennessee. Finishes up his college career at Tennessee. Gets drafted. I can't tell you exactly where he get got drafted, but man, that was fun. And I and I had to, uh I had my wife and daughter down there, and they were wanting to watch Modern Family, which is, <laughs> Aaron is. We're like showing our. Our, our teenage daughter, you know, all these old shows and stuff. Anyway, um, and I said, hey, you got to watch this. And then that's, that's kind of fun, even for somebody that doesn't love baseball, is to watch the monitor just light up, and it would be 103, 102. Um, that was kind of fun. Although my daughter did go to – she saw a San Francisco Giants game this past summer on a church mission trip and really thought that was, thought that was incredible. Um, Aaron, last night, Odolis Garcia, and we got the blitz coming up, by the way, uh, everyone. We'll do NFL blitz, and we'll, we've got a lot of NFL news to share with you, including some Cowboys injury news. But Odoles Garcia put five balls in play. The average exit velocity, 104.4 miles per hour. I mean, that, that's the average. So, I mean, he just—he's on it. And again, his average isn't much, but he's hit 38 home runs, and he's driven in. Aaron, what is it? 105? It sound right to you? He's driven in 105. So, when you're as productive as he is, and he was an All Star second half, his average plummeted, but the power's kind of back in his bat. And, uh, okay, he, he had uh, 38 home runs and 106 RBI this season. Goodness gracious is what uh, Adolis is doing. All right, it is time for something we call the NFL Blitz. That is next.
6: Your leader in high school
0: sports, ESPN, Central Texas. This Go Conley Coaches Show with Terry Garrick is brought to you by First Central Credit Union. The Conley Cadets traveled to
11: historic Gordon Wood Stadium last Friday, took on state-ranked Brownwood from 4A Division I. And, Coach, you had a chance to win that one in the last minute, didn't you?
12: Oh, we did. Kids played really hard. Uh, I was proud of their effort. Uh, Came down to uh, kicking it a field goal there at the end. And uh, we had a good snap. We just didn't get the ball on 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 the block and uh we weren't able to execute it but kids played extremely hard you know we made too many mental errors early in the game on penalties uh and i think that's what got us um in the game overall
11: well coaches don't like to talk about moral victories but to play a play toe-to-toe with a state-ranked team from a division above has got to be at least a confidence booster
12: It, it is in a way you know our kids are mad you know they wanted to win the game and uh like I said, they played extremely hard. They played hard enough to win the game. We just made too many mistakes throughout the game on penalties um, and just focus penalties more than anything. Um, but, you know, kids' spirits are high. They understand we got another tough one this week in Springtown, and so they're looking forward to getting after it on the practice field. Yeah, one
11: last non-district battle, and that's the Springtown Porcupines. How do you match up against them?
12: Uh, well, I think team speed-wise, we're a little better than them. But they are big. They're physical, uh, very well coached. You know, uh, offensively, they. I think we're down. I think we got it up to 80 formations that they came out in. And so we have to line up correctly on defense and uh, make sure we're where we're supposed to be. And then defensively, they just play extremely hard. They do their jobs. They do has their whatever their coach has them doing. Uh, they're ready for it.
6: ESPN Central Texas.
13: You. Are you looking for a new set of wheels? First Central Credit Union Auto Financing offers fast, complete coverage. Competitive rates and flexible terms make for a win in financing your next vehicle. A quick online application makes it easy to score the money you need at FirstCentralCU.com. Everything we do, we do for you.
14: Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA.
6: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
15: Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project?
16: It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors
3: that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call.
6: back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is Matt Mosley. And you hear the music. You know exactly what it means. It's the NFL Blitz. And uh, Aaron Sexton, take it away, sir.
2: We will start with. Cowboy injury updates, especially on the offensive line. Three offensive linemen missed last week's game, and they've been missing practice all week. At least two of them expected to participate in practice today. Tyler Biotis, the center with a hamstring injury, and Zach Martin with an ankle injury will both participate in practice. Tyron Smith is expected to be a did-not-practice-again and work with the rehab group. All three worked with the rehab group yesterday. So, some good news as far as the Cowboys' offensive line health goes.
1: That is good news. And uh, I just saw they were in full pads, uh, who you were just talking about. Uh, Tyron, obviously <laughs> not. And that's always a good sign um, for those players that looks like uh, uh, they'll if they're not <laughs> going to practice or practice much, they'll be in. Uh, Shorts and shells and that type of thing are over on the side. So, um, good news for the Cowboys as they kind of try to get get in an offensive rhythm. And uh, I I think, Aaron, I mean, you're going to see McCarthy, the pressure build on Mike, if they don't get down there and score some touchdowns. Um, He... He wanted credit yesterday
2: <laughs> for red zone for appearances, those. right?
1: Oh yeah. red zone trips. Most red zone trips in the league. Now you can't tell me that Miami. Now Miami may be scoring from so far out. You know, <laughs> those aren't those don't count as red zone trips.
6: That's exactly scoring what it a is a bunch.
1: Yeah, but the Cowboys are have put themselves down there, and oh, Mike wanted to remind us. After week three last year, they had only made six trips into the red zone. Now they had scored touchdowns on four of those, but he he wants everybody to know Kellen wasn't exactly putting them in position. And how many? Do not try to put Kellen in his face.
2: How many touchdowns did they score in those all those red zone trips this year?
1: Six. Okay. Yes. So we shall see. <clears throat> where where this thing goes but uh a little bit of a defensive Mike McCarthy um in, in the middle part of this week now we we'll, as we get toward New England Aaron and I uh, if we had like 10 you know like a 30 minutes in the five o'clock hour today I would just read. I would just read Bill Belichick's scouting report of the Cowboys. (laughs) That's pretty
2: great. (laughs) It's like he had the roster in front of him and just went over it. Oh, yeah. But he knew everybody. Oh, yeah. As one person put it on Twitter yesterday, he's a human chat GPT, (laughs) which I thought was pretty (laughs) close.
1: Yeah, he felt – it seemed like he felt pretty comfortable with all that. But uh, that is – uh, we will we'll continue to, to get you ready for Cowboys and Patriots, and I will be on the scene Sunday afternoon for that, and then the big battle the following week as they go out to San Francisco in an early season, uh, huge playoff preview of the Niners and the Cowboys.
2: Good news for the Miami Dolphins and my fantasy team. Wide receiver Jalen Waddle has been has cleared concussion protocol. The team announced today, and he will be available for their matchup this weekend, a big one against the Buffalo Bills. Waddle missed the team's seventy to twenty week three win over the Denver Broncos, although it didn't seem like they missed him very much. This is a an amazingly explosive offense, and mm. it's one of the. I mean, it reminds me of the the greatest show on turf. With the Rams and Kurt Warner back in the day, that's that's the only offense that I can think of that seems close to this Miami offense.
1: Yeah. You know, it's pretty – it is amazing. It's only three weeks. Not ready to move them past like the Chiefs. Right. But the Bills is a – that's a good early season test and matchup because – while the Bills played horribly against the Jets on Monday night, I don't expect them to stay down, and I would not be shocked if the if Miami. I hope this is a really good game. I I'm smelling, I'm smelling a Buffalo route, and really? I I need to yeah I need to dig into that feeling a little more, because I I could be way off here. I, I want a good game, and I kind of think it'd be fun for the NFL. To have another, like a breakout type team. But I don't, you know, that coach, I like him. He's kind of fun. But it's not like he's, I don't know yet. I can't say he's a great coach. I think he's a pretty interesting offensive mind. I don't know if he's a great head coach. And I don't know if I trust the Dolphins as a whole. You know, they they have not been a powerhouse. When was the last time, Aaron, you could say Miami Dolphins? Maybe, maybe one of the best teams in the NFL. Like, I was uh, you have to go all the way back to Marino. I was about to
2: say, I was in eighth grade, and Dan Marino was the
1: quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Jimmy came over, and they famously. I th- was that Jacksonville who put it on them? I think they played Jacksonville in the playoffs. And I, I think Jacksonville hung about 60 on them. They did what Miami did. The other day, how do you recover from that deal? If you're Sean Payton, wasn't that Sean that mm-hmm. took that seventy to twenty loss? Oh, it,
2: it could have been worse. Like I said, they were yeah, they were they were missing Jalen Waddell, who's yeah their second receiver, but is still one of the top, easily top fifteen in the in the NFL. It was it was amazing watching the Miami Dolphins offense the other day. Never seen anything like it in the NFL.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm sure they were getting helped out by Denver, oh. <laughs> but I, I just, Denver's a proud organization with a huge money, big name head coach and a huge, big money, big name quarterback. And they're just out there wandering around right now. What are they that they won a game yet? Or are they own three the Broncos.
2: They are 0 3. Yeah. And they play in the game of the week this week against the 0 3 Chicago Bears. And <laughs> what is There's definitely really, going to be a rock fight.
1: There you'd have to kind of really offer me a pretty good deal to sit down and watch that whole yes. game.
2: Even even if I have fantasy players on that team, I'm skipping yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, what is a, a pillow fight? That's going to be that's what Stretch always says. That's going to be a great pillow fight the, the, the uh, Broncos and the Bears I mean the Bears have been through everything I mean they've just short of I mean they, they yeah that's been a the Bears they had people break in and steal their stuff somebody <laughs> had kind of a funny line Did you see that he's like they, he said I hope they stole their offensive playbook <laughs> 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 do <laughs> them a favor. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I hope they stole their offense. That was good. I think it was Ryan Clark who had that line. I like that. What else do you have, sir? The
2: Panthers' Bryce Young recovering from an ankle injury isn't concerned that his sprained right ankle will limit him, and he's expected to return for Sunday's game against the Minnesota Vikings. Speaking of the Vikings, their star receiver, Justin Jefferson, he is tired of hearing about trade requests. The Vikings have started off 0-3. And, of course, people are already speculating that they could tear it down if they continue to lose. Speaking to a group of reporters in the Vikings locker room, Jefferson said how the, that hearing about their 0-3 start could impact plans for 2024 and whether some players should be traded to stockpile draft picks. He said, at the end of the day, it's not going to be perfect every time. There's things that you're going to go through throughout the season – we're handling adversity early in the season with the turnovers and being 0 and 3 but there's a whole bunch more games to go. So not huge insights but at least you don't usually don't see the players even address things like that but people are already talking about will they trade Kirk Cousins at the trade deadline.
1: It's, it's crazy actually. <laughs> Let's see who the Jets Boy, the Jets would be out That's there. That's who they would keep mentioning. Yeah. Him to, yeah. Although, golly, I mean, what did they do? Think about all the stuff they had to put in that to get Rodgers. right? They, they, I don't, yeah. I think
2: the way they why they keep mentioning it, mentioning it, mentioning it is because Cousins will be a free agent after this year, so they would only have to take in his salary for this year, but it's huge. And how would they clear up forty million dollars in cap space in week five? I just don't see it. I don't see them trading anyway.
1: Yeah. That one that one is very interesting. What would they do? What would that look like? And who who I mean, they would have the ability right now at 0 and 3. Every the teams that are 0 and 3 have put themselves in position to tank. And they're simply not the NBA has at least tried to put things in that penalize punish teams that tank you can still tank but it doesn't necessarily make sure that you're going to get who you want in the in the NFL I mean you know as long as you can lose every game you get you get the first pick there's no way around it now Caleb's talking his dad are talking about trying to stay around for another year and USC would love it and put up all kinds of money but Aaron that's not going to happen in a million years I mean I there's not any like great stories of somebody who stayed and it worked out beautifully for them. Is there like I'm just trying to think maybe like some old lineman or defensive players that stayed and their stock went up. But if you got a chance to be the number 1 overall pick, you can't stay. You can't you just can't do it.
2: No, even NIL is not more than you would make as the number 1 overall pick in the NFL draft.
1: Yeah, and they might get the money way up there. But again, what do you. Then this next year, you're still going to have some team that's bad wanting you.
2: And you're putting off a potential second contract by another year, which really costs
1: you a bunch of money
2: if he's as great as everyone thinks he might be.
1: And if you're great, like Burrow, or maybe even to a certain extent, Trevor, I know Burrow's not playing well right now, but you can change the fate of a of an organization almost immediately when burrow finally got to play i mean it all changed it was huge all right good stuff the nfl blitz our daily look around the nfl now we have an opportunity to visit with baylor women's basketball coach nikki collin nikki has a really interesting team this year they started practice earlier this week and they have a new schedule. And you know how much I love talking about schedules. Nikki Collin joins the Mosley Show next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast
0: at SyntechSportsFan.com. At Waste Connections, they keep Central Texas clean. Waste Connections provides trash pickup and recycling services to Waco area homes and businesses. Remember them when you need residential garbage service, commercial dumpsters, and garbage collection, bulk item pickups, trash compactors, or construction and demolition roll-offs. They would be honored to be your service provider. Waste Connections, 254-840-4060, 1910 South Main Street, McGregor, and at WasteConnections.com.
12: Hi, this is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura.
0: Thanks Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over
7: the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on Eric, do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, Probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. (laughs) That's true.
12: Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford where our family family
6: makes the the difference. difference. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas.
5: Want to celebrate the Bears' big win or watch every road game on big screen TVs? Sound up loud and Bear fans all around? The Buckle is where you need to be. With a location just off campus, within walking distance of the stadium, the Buckle is a perfect den for food and beverages. Open two hours before kickoff. And get ready for the Buckle's full restaurant opening in china spring real soon drop on by the buckle the place for bears to be
17: when it comes to me and my money
0: i know the way it should be i need a partner i can count on Need help with investments or insurance? How about retirement? Let Colby Witt at Witt Financial Group help secure your today and your tomorrow. Making financial decisions isn't easy. That's why Witt Financial Group can help understand what's right for you. Specializing in 401k rollovers, insurance planning, and saving tax dollars through strategic planning. Call Witt Financial Group today at 254 723 5471. That's 254 723 5471. Witt Financial Group located in Waco. Don't wait, call today.
6: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is the... Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas and the head coach the Baylor women's basketball Nikki Collin joining us now since we last talked to her she's been overseas she's been in Greece she's been in Italy she's been on all kinds of uh, uh, I mean it's been a, it's been a very busy and interesting off season. But, uh, Coach, we're excited, and no one, believe me, I know you've poured over this uh, schedule that just came out, I believe it was Tuesday, I'm sure you and your staff have looked at this thing from a lot of different uh, directions, but I love a schedule, so I I just know I've been breaking this thing down, <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, it's always kind of fun, isn't it, to finally, you sort of know, you, you kind of know in general who you're going to play, although it's, kind of interesting now with this new schedule and the new schools coming in but once you have it in front of you that's what's that feeling like for a coach is it is it kind of fun is it stressful what's the what is your process when you when you get that schedule in front of you
8: it's it's here I mean it makes it feel like we're here you know I think it's it's uh as you're putting the non-conference schedule you certainly know Uh, what that looks like. Fortunately, we knew, you know, we had asked um, from a league perspective, the coaches had asked, like, can you at least tell us who are we playing twice? Who are we playing one time? Mm. You know, as you're finishing out your schedule to try to balance sometimes your non-conference, depending on, you know, who you might see twice in the league, you know, you're going to see everybody once. But, um, you know, an imbalanced schedule is is something new um, for everyone in this league um, in, in terms of, um, how you balance that with with what you do uh, with teams netwise and otherwise to to prepare you for that schedule. So um, certainly not an easy schedule. I don't know that anybody has one. you know, I think every coach pours over it and you want to know, you know, a big thing for me is how much prep time do I have? Like that's uh-huh. something you know the the Saturday Monday um, turnaround is always tough um but you also know that like those are opportunities for your team to be showcased on linear TV and on a national with a national audience um so you you kind of have to take the the good with the bad in those situations um you know and so i think uh there are there are some tough you know parts of our schedule but i think it, that's across the board i mean every coach is going to look at it and and look at tough stretches and you know i don't think there are many easy nights um, or days on our schedule. So, you know, we're going to have to show up and and really compete at a high level, you know, day in and day out.
1: You know, do you, I was talking to Scott the other day, and, you know, I, I think he's still in that mindset of he wishes he could play everybody twice, and obviously, because of the numbers, you can't do it. But it is jolting after all these years of looking at these things and go, wait, where's Where's this other Iowa State game? You know, where's this? Um, is that? How do you? Uh, is in some ways, I mean, this will be fun because it's a different kind of thing. But it it had to be very odd, even when you got that maybe early news to go. Wait, we're not playing them twice. That's that had to be a little bit strange because uh, every coach is sort of a creature of habit, and uh, seemingly. And that's—it's just kind of odd, isn't it, when you get that imbalanced schedule and somebody that's kind of a a rival, and you're used to seeing twice, you don't see twice.
8: Yeah, I think um, you know I, I the, the kind of the concept of the tagline "One True Champion" um, is is truly uh, a thing um, when you're playing everyone yeah. twice. Um, you know, certainly you may have a tougher stretch or um you know in terms of preparation but you know you can't when you get a regular season champion in the Big 12 from the past it you had earned it you had absolutely earned it and not to say that anyone who wins it um going forward with an you know unbalanced schedule is is not um hasn't done the work doesn't deserve it or anything like that but um a champion may be dictated you know by what that schedule looks like um and you know, someone, and it, and it's really hard to predict year in and year out. And it's going to be harder to predict with the portal because teams can change overnight. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, it doesn't matter that TCU has been, you know, kind of um, at the bottom of the conference for a couple of years, you know, n- new coach and, and a bunch of transfers and all of a sudden, you know, they can, they can make noise. And so, you know, I think it's hard to figure out how do we, how do we truly do our best as a league to, um, to balance the schedule in such a way where it's there's competitive balance and and fairness, um, and it's really hard to do. Like I don't envy I don't envy that job um, because I do think it's a tough thing. So, uh, but you also can't play 26 conference games. You know, like you can't you can't play 30 conference games if you're playing everybody twice. When we move to 16 games, so or uh, 16 teams. So, you know, this is this is what's getting ready to be normal. I've coached in the SEC where we've played sixteen game schedules and and so like I, I think this is actually more in some ways the norm. I mean, we were unique in that way with ten teams to be able to do that. Um so, you know, just kind of excited to see how our team like rises to the occasion of of who's on our schedule, you know, and, and we we are playing a really, really challenging conference schedule. Um, so, you know, we'll see where the preseason polls, like, put us and put the teams that we play twice. Uh, but we're going to have some really, really good games for our fans and uh, of our program both at home and on the road.
1: All right. And uh, Nikki Collin on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. The Everybody was kind of waiting to see that projected first game at Foster Pavilion uh, Men will open the night before against an Ivy League team and uh, Cornell, um, and and then of course on uh, January third, here come the frogs. And you're right, that'll be interesting because we won't know exactly. I mean, you know their personnel, uh, but it'll be interesting because it could be a whole different outfit. And it you know, it obviously will. Uh, but what when you? When you saw that and you think about like what that atmosphere could be like and it's almost kind of like two opening nights back to back. um, It's going to be pretty neat, pretty, but also different. I mean, so weird to to. And and I kind of heard you talking the other day. It's not like you're going to have a ton of time probably to kind of get comfortable in that environment. And practice a lot in there, and, and all of that because things are still being built surrounding it. How do you uh, how do you view that uh, that opening with TCU and and you know how much excitement slash trepidation do you have at uh, at opening a new arena, kind of you know at the start of conference?
8: Well, I think we always you know going back two years and and talking about this, we had always um and have been under the impression that we would we would be opening Big 12 Play um 2024 in there. So I think, you know, I think the the timing of the opening is certainly aligns um with you know what what I've known all along. I think the unique challenge in all of it is, you know, that the developmental the development center won't be open. So locker rooms, training rooms, weight rooms, you know, the things that you know, support our program. You know, it'll it'll be a little bit more like schools that have an arena on an off-campus site that practice at one place and and then go play. You know, their games there as opposed to it really being like technically home all the time, which we'll get to obviously in the 24-25 season. Um, but I think the excitement around it. Um, you know, the fans are going to make it a home court advantage like that period The you know, I mean, going back to Hoosiers, you know, the baskets are 10 feet high, (laughs) you know, the lighting will be good. We'll be using our same balls. Like, you know, um, certainly there isn't the familiarity and we won't probably have a ton of time on the court before we play there. Um, But I do think like, Hey, the ball is going to bounce pretty nicely on the wooden court. You know, our, our balls will be the same and and it's going to be about the fans. Like hopefully the fans will like get really excited and embrace it. And, you know, to start conference play, um, with, with an in-state rival, um, could make it really, really special. So definitely excited, um, to, to see how that all unfolds. And, and, and I really do, I think that the fans make the, the experience. So, you know, that, that's something that we can push for, um, push towards and be excited about.
1: All right. And, I understand, I think it was maybe last Tuesday here recently, the uh, Baylor women's program. Y'all had a cinematic experience uh, uh, premiere of a film that was made, and it involved y'all's trip. And, man, I've been hearing such awesome things about all that. And, uh, in fact, I that's part of the reason I think I am going to go ahead and splurge on this new... Uh, Oh, whatever, I gotta pay, you know, the Baylor plus thing because I think I have to okay, do that. Okay,
8: okay. I, to think, be you can, able to I see think it. I think you can do it. I feel I feel good
1: about <laughs> about
8: you forking up the uh nine ninety nine or whatever it is.
1: <laughs> I know. I you know part of me thinks I've been doing this a long time, long time baylor guy. Maybe they'll send me a, a freebie. I don't think it's gonna happen though. Uh <laughs> so I'll be uh I will be forking it over and, and I'll be enjoying that. But I mean what a cool what a cool scene that had to be. What is the as you get as you start practicing uh and boy just the other day, first I know y'all been working out, so it's like it's kinda weird because it seems like the big start of something, but it's kind of a continuation. I guess you now have more time um to work with, but like how was was there kind of a, a cool uh, different feeling the other day in the gym, like okay, here we go, and and now now it kind of gets real as we have all these practices in the build up to the season. What did it feel like the other day?
8: I think going back to when I was a player, even in my early days, whether it was October fifteenth or October first, and you know midnight madness, and and the, those those certainly felt in some ways more special because there was you know it's a date circled and it's not based on your first game and counting back and all of that but I'll tell you I think that this is what we've been excited about you know it's it's we we backed off in September a lot because we'd had the 10 practices um in July and we didn't want it to feel like hey we started practice in July and we're just going to go 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 like up until the the season starts and so you know, we were way more intentional in September about you know individual work and and hopefully you know a lot of them getting off to great starts academically uh, because you know the biggest difference for the players is is the change in four hours a week of basketball to twenty hours a week. You know, it, it just it it changes the dynamic of how they how they go about their day, you know, and how much time is spent um, at the Ferrell center, you know, and, and time management. And, um, we're also hitting like kind of midterm stretches where a lot of them have, have tests right now. So I thought the energy was really, really good in typical preseason fashion. Um, you know, we, I felt like we had a really, really, um, good day Monday. And then I thought we started okay on Tuesday and then we, we absolutely hit a wall and, you know, it, it just, we've got to be in better shape, you know, and you don't get in shape without playing your way into shape and you can run all the line drills you want, but it's different when there's a ball in your hands and you're going for three minutes straight or four minutes straight. And, and so, you know, it was, you need to expose yourself in ways um at this time of year so that, you know, you, you keep their attention. Like we're only as good as our last practice. Like we can't, you know, we, we can't rest, you know, and, and not want to put our foot on the gas and, and keep getting better day in and day out. Um, and so you, you have those lulls. I think the beauty of the way we do it now, the, the 30 and 42 days is you, you get to go hard for a couple of days in a row and then take a day off. Um, and it more mimics the season, you know, build up to a game, play a game, maybe have a day off. Um, and so I think from that perspective, there's absolutely no reason we're not going six straight days um, like you used to do in October. Like when we started in October back in the day, it was like six days on, one day off, six days on, one day off. Um, and now it's a little more two on, one off, three on, two off, you know, but but they get, you know, a little bit more regular breaks. They'll get a weekend off um, two times up until the season starts. Yeah. So it, it allow it, it really is better um for the student athletes you know it, it really is you know in terms of building towards the season and it not being like okay here we go and it's 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 when it's go time it's okay you're gonna come up for air in April mm-hmm. and so you know I, I do I think the energy's good um you know we just we've got to continue to get in better shape and as we get tired I mean, We execute at a high level when we're fresh. And then when we start to get tired, our decision making, our our, our, how we get back in transition, how we talk, um, how we screen, how we cut Mm -hmm. you know, like you you can't just be good up and down. You got to be good sideline to sideline and and pace. Paces are just as important in the half court. So, you know, being in shape enough to be really, really good um, and make good decisions um, when we're tired.
1: You know uh, Nikki Collin on with us, the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. The schedule dropped earlier this week. Practice started. It's getting real. Um, and and I just thought last year we had to spend so much time uh, for obviously obvious reasons. You know uh, Asia had her injury. Dre had the eligibility stuff, and it was kind of like uh, talking about who you didn't have early in the season. It ends up, I guess the silver lining is players like Bugs, Bella, others. Man, you had no choice. They had to go. Now, with all these reinforcements you've brought in, whether it be Danae, Yaya, Jada, Letty, Madison, the whole gang, um, how's it, like, it's got to be kind of interesting for you in practice to have so much depth. I know you're having to bring Sarah along slowly, but how are you kind of already seeing – the signs of man, look at these possibilities and it has to feel a lot different knowing it's almost going to be more like, how do I get all these folks minutes rather than how do I get through a game sometimes?
8: Yeah. Like too much talent is, is a good problem to have as a coach. Um, You know, we certainly thought we had that last year. I think you said it um, thrusting. Look, um Bella and Bugs they were going to play last year. It wasn't a matter of would, would no. they play. They were good enough. Yeah. They were they were ready enough. Um but the way we had to play them and rely on them and at times, you know, late in games, you know, Caitlin's fouled out and we've got two freshmen in at the 4-5 battling in late late game regulation overtime. Like they they absolutely got thrown into the fire. And I think that the, the beauty of that is it builds toughness and confidence and, um, you know, you you experience. So they come back as sophomores with a ton more experience um, and, and less worried about the pressure. I mean, I, I think, you know, I always say like our first year, we met the wrong team at the wrong time with, with Sarah with playing with a broken wrist at the end of that year. But You know, I I finished that year being, like, just really discouraged because I really – not discouraged overall, but how we finished because I felt like that team had Final Four ability. Um, I thought last year with with Dre being out, with Asia getting hurt, I felt like we – when the season ended coming back against Alabama and and playing UConn really, really well for two and a half quarters, you know, I felt like, okay, we have something to build on, and I'm proud of how we – the games that we won, we, we lost some games. Maybe we shouldn't have lost, or when you look back, you, but we also won some really challenging games on the road and that we could be really proud about. So, you know, it's kind of like, where are we at now? And, and, you know, unfortunately, and this is just the nature um, across the board. I think if you interview any coach across the country, you know, we, we, we're we more careful. We're more careful with players and how we bring them back. We know more. You know, in the old days, it used to be you got an x-ray and it was either broken or it wasn't, you know. And, and now we have bone scans and MRIs and, and we see hot spots and pre-stress fractures and, you know, like we we just really careful. So, you know, we're practicing with 9 or 10 right now um, consistently. So you have 13 on the roster, but you're holding people out, you're being careful. And so as much as you think like, yeah, I've got 13 guys, like I can't wait to have a practice with 13 players or, or or even 12 where we can go five on five and have a sub on both teams. And so it just goes to show you how valuable, you know, our dream team or our male practice squad is um, so that, you know, we can work on some of the lineups that we want to work on. Um, that you can't do if you only have 10 people and it's five on five, um, you know, you've got to keep people at certain positions and it's harder to bounce them around because I think one of the strengths of this group is our versatility and our ability to be um, maybe big at the two, three, four, and but small at the five. So super versatile and it's kind of small ball, but it's not um, because we're we're six one across the board, um, two through five. Um, we don't really have a big point guard in any lineup. So we'll never be six, one across the board, but, um, but then we can also be huge, you know, and and be big on the wing and big in the post. We can be small in the wing and big in the post. Like we have such a variety of ways where I think we can be really effective um, playing a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, you know, but it, it starts with them kind of building um, that on court, um, you know, chemistry, and that's hard to do when you, you've got pieces coming and going. And so I'm going to be excited to get Sarah back on the court soon um, just to see, like, she's just, she's the one player we have with true experience with the ball in her hands. Um, and so um, as good as we are, you know, everybody else is learning. Jada's learning how to run the point for our program. Yaya's learning how to play with players around her that that are really talented you know, and, and make the right decision. Sometimes the hockey assist is the right play. You don't have to be the person that scores or assists. You just need to make the right basketball play. And so a um, lot of talent, a lot of talent in the gym, um, but but still some challenges kind of getting um, them all healthy enough to see, see what the different combinations can look like.
1: All right. Uh, well, this was fun. I'd been looking forward to it. I mean, I'm looking at and I, I'm, I'm a big – I like social uh, media. Um, you know, you, we both do a little bit. And so I kind of like to see how everybody puts their schedules out, who they put, like – I think this is uh, – yeah, Bugs is on one of these things you'll put out here getting ready to go in. So I just – this, uh, and I, I just can't even believe, like even in football this year, it's like, wait, where, where's Oklahoma and Oklahoma State? on the schedule mm-hmm. and then i'm like wait why why is oklahoma why am i only seeing oklahoma on here once on february 14th um which isn't that a big day or something uh i mean that's uh it just a whole thing kind of baffles me but again uh we'll all get used to it settle in and then we'll welcome in four new teams <laughs> it'll it'll yeah. get really yeah. imbalanced and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and i don't know like i
8: know we i know the men's side of the big 12 is going to consistently push the narrative that it's the best comp Conference in the country, and and they have the numbers and the statistics and all that to back that up. You know, I, I think sometimes what's underappreciated is, is how the Big Twelve on the women's side has grown exponentially in the last few mm-hmm. years, um, and and how much deeper the league is, and how the portal is going to change um, things in general. And then you add four teams, three of whom that that made the NCAA tournament last year. Um, so obviously losing two really good programs in Texas and Oklahoma, but you know, kind of the the new darling in in, in Arizona and and you know Colorado broke through and you know obviously they're they're the talk of the media world and football. So uh,
18: yeah, you know, yeah. I
8: mean the you know, I mean it's just um, it's just a unique time in sports yeah. and and you know if, if you're going to be a traditionalist like you got to let that go. Like it, it, we all have a little bit of that in us. I mean, I grew up in big 10 country. I mean, I was yeah. born in Michigan and raised in Ohio, Indiana, Wisconsin. Like the big 10 was the big 10. The big 10 is going to feel different, you know, with mm-hmm. USC and UCLA and Oregon and Washington, but you know, this is where we're at. So it, it's kind of like, you can either, you can either fight it, but you're going to lose. Like, so, you you know, you got to figure out a way yeah. to, kind of enjoy where it's headed and it doesn't mean it's not going to have its pitfalls, but, mm. you know, it's a different world and, you know, we, we just have to ride it. And so, yeah. um, you know, I think there's, there's more good than bad. And, you know, I think about a month, a month and a half after I was hired that seeing that Texas and Oklahoma were, were leaving the big 12 <laughs> and,
18: yeah. you
8: know, and, and NIL was starting and I remember being on, you know, zooms with Mac and Dave and Scott, you know, and Mac asking us questions and like, what are your priorities? Like we want to keep the big 12 together, but if we can't, you know, you know, do you have a pre- preference ACC Pac 12? So to be sitting mm. here two years later um, in the position, the way the big 12 has maneuvered themselves in yeah. this landscape, um, you know, like I know Mac had a big part of that, obviously, yeah. Um, the commissioner did as well. Yeah. The biggest part in that, but I, I just think we've positioned ourselves to to be relevant. And I think there was a moment where there, that people were questioning, is the Big Twelve going to survive this? You know, and here we are um, with an opportunity to thrive. And and so mm-hmm. kudos to you know the administration for for putting us in this situation. Yes, our league looks a lot different. Um, and there are challenges with that. There are travel challenges. There are scheduling challenges. But um, the positives far out, you know, exceed the negatives. Yeah. And, and just just grateful to kind of um, be where we're at.
1: Yep. And I'm glad you didn't uh, lobby too hard for the Pac-12, <laughs> given what we, uh, <laughs> what we saw happen. But, uh, well, that was fun. Nikki, look forward to talking to you throughout the season. Always great to catch up. And uh, appreciate you uh, being on with us today. And uh, can't wait to, to see the team come together.
8: Thank you. It's good to catch up.
1: You bet. There she goes. Nikki Collin, Baylor women's basketball coach, on with us. And uh, next we'll catch up on the Rangers. The magic number is down to ooh, one or two, depending on how you look at it. That's next.
10: This Saturday, the Bears are on the road for the first time this season, headed to Orlando to take on new Big 12 rival UCF. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff Saturday afternoon. It's the Bears and Knights this Saturday from the Bounce House in Orlando with John, JJ, and Ricky on the call. And it's all right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401K, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate
0: 35 in Lacey Lakeview. Restrictions apply. Price on stock, $259,472. Qualified buyers only. Savings include allowance for Buick GMC owners only. See dealer for details. Richard Carr has the right trucks at the right price right now. GMC Sierra is the truck that has it all. Get a new 2023 GMC Sierra at Richard Carr and save over $7,000. Drive off in a new GMC Sierra for only $36,360. Plus, qualified buyers get 0.9% financing and no payments until 2024. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new GMC Sierra today. Richard Carr, they have the
6: truck for you. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas.
14: Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid.
6: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always, and good to talk to Coach Collin, Nikki Collin, and hear about all those, uh, the new players, players that have been there but haven't been able to get on the court. And I heard her talking the other day uh, when she addressed the general media about having some heat-seeking missiles on the team and uh, how they would just as soon go right through you. Uh, It's going to be a pretty talented and deep team. And there are 13 folks on this team that can get it done, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Rangers trying to get it done today. Uh, they'll end up in Seattle. Uh, they're already in Seattle, and then tonight, if they get a win, they'll be in the playoffs. The next day, they could clinch the division, and basically, they need to win two of the four games split the series with the Mariners and they win the AOS win tonight and the they're in the playoffs for sure there's still this weird deal where oh my gosh there's like a three-way tie where they could get left out but again win tonight eliminate that yeah. eliminate that problem and uh, Mariners are in full alert they're just like full panic mode they got to basically win out okay need to sweep the rangers they need to have a couple things happen and and then they could cause some interesting oh you know things to happen but let's hope it does not come to that now we're getting ready at 5 20 today we're going to have terry mohajer on the ucf athletic director and Aaron, uh, you remember the, uh, well, I've tried to forget it over these years, the Fiesta Bowl where the Bears went out and were beaten by UCF, Blake Bortles and company. Who do you think they're getting ready to celebrate on Saturday? Because it would be about the 10-year anniversary of that. Of course, they're bringing that gang back. And so I think that is happening. We need to bring that up with Terry, perhaps, see what they're doing. Um, we put some uh, – the Bears put some digital boards around town to uh, say welcome to the Big 12, Orlando, as the Bears get ready to go to town. And uh, we hope that uh, uh, it's a, uh, a good game and the Bears uh, can pull this thing out. It's going to be different if Blake Shapen can play in this game it changes a lot i think by tomorrow i might be able to give you a little better idea of where that thing's headed okay i it was good sign that he put on the pads and went out and through last game you know this is a day by day kind of thing it's what it's listed and i think they're getting ready to play i mean it's not easy to after you've been hurt to come back on the road but none of this is easy and if he can play I think he's going to play. The uh, Aaron, I, I did, in, in preparing for today's interview, I did see that the UCF is the third largest uh, living alumni base, third largest living alumni base in the country. Aaron, would you like to guess the average age of the UCF alum and keep in mind kind of a kind of a youngish type university because even though it's a huge alumni and enrollment it's a relatively new school that came into being I don't know 70s or 80s I mean this is not a this is not a throwback old been around forever type institution all right Aaron would you like to guess the average age of a UCF alum.
2: <laughs> it's gonna be funny and say like twenty-three because you know it takes them while mm-hmm. to graduate, but <laughs> uh, I would say nineteen. No, that's too low.
5: No, this is an
1: alum. This is oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. So they, the alumni base, yeah. How not no not the student, not the oh, current I got students, but yeah. The average. I would say for instance, the average age of a Baylor alum is somewhere around 55, 53 or 54, something like that. What do you think UCF is?
2: If going by that, I would say probably considerably younger. I would say 40. 38.
1: Oh, okay. You were close. Average alumni, 38. And uh, so kind of interesting. And uh, so lots to talk about with Terry Mohajer. Um, And... I even want to kind of ask Aaron about um like basketball. Like what do you know if I I mean Aaron, we both keep up with college basketball like crazy. Like other than I think Johnny Dawkins is the coach and I think that's where Taco Falls played. Right. That 7-6 dude. Don't I don't have a lot to share on UCF college basketball. Now, I what I'm told is though, uh, I'm told their women's sports are like really good, like excellent at women's athletics. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on, we'll keep an eye on UCF as we prepare to visit with their uh, athletic director Terry Mohajer. At now um, well, we're going to do that coming up at five twenty today. We're planning to hear from Terry and Gang. In fact, Aaron, should I I probably should look at the email, right? Make sure everything's everything's going as planned. I I kept saying 520 Central to them, Aaron, thinking, and then I thought today, I'm like, wait, is Orlando is that central time or eastern uh, and it is eastern. Orlando is an eastern, and it always throws me off because parts of Florida are in the central time zone, like, um, oh, Panama City, Seaside, all that area, and then even, uh, oh, what's the big beach there close to that? It's close to Alabama as you come across the border. Yeah, all of that is central time zone. But by the time you get to Orlando, you are in eastern and also Tallahassee the state capital of Florida. That is Eastern time zone. All right. Aaron, do we have anything in uh, Texas, El Paso? Do they stay in our time zone? Are we <laughs> they, all central?
2: They still are, yeah. Okay. Uh, you were asking just... about UCF basketball on the men's side. Yeah. Johnny Dawkins is still the head coach. Yeah. He has been since 2016. Their only NCAA appearance under him was 2019, where they made the round of 32.
1: Okay. They have been to the NCAA tournament. Does it say, Aaron, where they play? Does it have like a a name for their arena? I'm very interested. For some reason, I've kind of obsessed with finding out about all these new teams, arenas, players, coaches. Addition we,
2: Financial Arenas, where UCF plays basketball.
1: Addition Financial. Like and when you say addition, are we talking about? With an E or an A? A, okay, okay. Addition, financial. Does it say how much it holds? Addition, uh, uh, addition, financial arena. Okay, very interesting. uh, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Capacity
2: is ten thousand.
1: Okay, about the same as the Farrell Center, Mm -hmm. and they've got a huge enrollment, so that makes sense. Okay, it is time. For a lot of people, call this their favorite segment. Coach Peterson, men's basketball, always talks about this. It's time for something we call Campus Confidential. It's next. Your leader in high school sports,
6: ESPN,
15: Central Texas. The McGregor Coaches Show is brought to you by McGregor General Store, Pascal Insurance, and Real Estate.
12: Here with uh, Coach Todd McCauley of the McGregor Bulldogs. And, Coach, I know that Franklin game got away from you guys a little bit on Friday night. Uh, how have they responded so far this week in practice as they have now preparing for uh, for another district opponent in Troy?
19: Uh, kids have responded well. Um, you know, we, we, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot in the second quarter and, and, and opened the door, and Franklin's one of those teams you can't do that with, and they took advantage of us. But our kids have responded well. Uh, Troy's a little bit different this year. They're more of a spread team, whereas in the past they've been a smash-mouth team like Franklin and our previous two opponents. So I think our kids have responded well, and, and you know we're looking forward to a great game this week.
12: What do you see on film about Troy? You mentioned they spread you out. Uh, what else do you see the Trojans do well? You know, What are the keys to the game in, in trying to get this victory?
19: Yes, sir. Great question. Uh, Coach Brashear does a good, great job. He's done a great job everywhere he's been. He's kind of brought that 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 little bit of the Cameron flavor offense and that attacking three-four defense. I think it fits their kids real well. Uh, they've been uh, very aggressive in in games this year, uh, which I think is a, a, a testament to Tommy and his mentality. And um, I, you know, we 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 know we got to limit their big plays like any week on. Defensively and offensively, we got to hit some explosives to, to make things go. Um, uh, we feel the kicking game will be uh, an important part, which last year they beat us on a field goal. So a late field goal, we feel that uh, you know the kicking game will be a big part of this game.
12: Before we go, uh, I know you got a really good running back in Sebastian Torres, and you guys were replacing um, some some key pieces on the offensive line this year. Uh, how has that group sort of gelled together up front, and you know, given you some some success running the football this year?
19: Sebastian's a a very, very uh, north-south positive runner, hits the hole quickly, great vision quick as a hiccup and and, and i think uh, offensively we got some guys that aren't as experienced as last year but i think they're gelling in the in the sense that they understand the schemes and i think the, the offensive staff has done a good job of uh moving things around we don't do so many certain type of plays certain types of uh, powers or things like that we kind of have some modified powers this year that takes advantage of what our lineman strengths are espn central texas
9: your modern day general store is McGregor General Store. They are an official Purina feed dealer and they have deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders. McGregor General Store has a large inventory of new fashionable clothing items for men and women. Serape collection purses, bags, boots, shirts, and jeans from Wrangler, Ariat, and Cinch. And ladies Ariat boots and Roper shoes. Go by and say hello to Courtney, Amy, and the gang at McGregor General Store on Highway 84 in McGregor and at McGregorGeneralStore.com.
3: Come check out the end-of-summer clearance sale at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. Many of our boats are now priced as low as they can go. You don't want to miss out on these incredible deals. Also, for a limited time, we're offering free accessories packages worth up to $2,750 with select Yamaha boats. Imagine the satisfaction you would feel owning a new boat. Visit our website, MarinelandWacoYamaha.com or Google Marineland Boating Center. You can see in our reviews why we are the highest-rated boating center in Central Texas
6: you're listening to ESPN Central Texas live from the Allen Samuel Studios
3: hey
20: folks Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck on every 2023 Silverada you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months combine this with fantastic trade-in values award-winning service department and award-winning body shop and zero gimmicks it's a no-brainer so give us a call 254-840-3261 or shop us 24-7 at Turner Chevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads.
16: It's almost fall. School has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic of Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at Ineedthedoctor.com.
3: So, for doors that are sticking
7: and cracks in your walls,
3: the Foundation Doctor will make a house call.
14: Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family.
6: It's time for Campus Confidential our daily look at college football news here's your host matt mosley
1: it is campus confidential and uh, always excited uh, to share this time with you of course uh, jim Turner chevrolet thank you for what you do thank you for being such a huge part of campus confidential and a reminder Uh, Speaking of college football, college athletics, that uh, uh, Terry uh, Mohajer is going to join us uh, from the UCF Athletic Director, and that will happen, oh, about 520. We're expecting a call from Terry. So that'll be good. We look forward to that, and uh, it'll be a big evening. I know I'm getting ready to go watch some high school football tonight, others uh, in the area playing, and then, of course, the full slate of games tomorrow night uh, Aaron it is time for some campus confidential where do we begin today
2: we will start with tonight's blockbuster lineup of games three on the yes. schedule tonight <laughs> and uh, there there are no uh, super great awesome matchups but there are three games tonight middle Tennessee state travels to western Kentucky that's a six thirty kick on CBS sports network Temple is at Tulsa, also a 6.30 kick on ESPN. And in the late game, Jacksonville State is at Sam Houston State on ESPNU. Any of those games uh, strike your fancy. So what speak.
1: was that middle one? Now, I, I Temple in that, Tulsa. Eh. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that an AAC showdown? Um, I could – Did you say Sam Houston State was involved in one of these things?
2: Yes, the uh, 7 o'clock game um, on ESPNU against Jacksonville State.
1: They're at home. Isn't Sam Houston State entering Conference USA with some of these Conference USA teams going to the AAC? I think that may be right. Um, I think you're right, yeah. Always like checking in on the Bearcats, and that's a team that has been dominant – it's some of these, uh, FCS type matchups and we'll see as they continue to step up their game, but, uh, really good program. So, uh, the Bell family, by the way, Brian Bell used to quarterback there. So now, uh, assistant at Baylor used to be at China Springs. So we, we root for the Bearcats with a K, all right? The Cincinnati Bearcats, Aaron, with a C, with a C, nice. but, uh, they used the K for the uh, Sam Houston State Bearcats.
2: And uh, you were talking about Sam Houston. Mm-hmm. Besides the loss to Houston 38-7 last week, their defense played really well the first two weeks. In losses to Air Force and BYU, they gave up 13 and 14 points respectively. Unfortunately, their offense couldn't score against those defenses, but mm. their defense
1: gave a yeah. uh, great effort. Yeah, I'd say so.
2: Kansas State head coach Chris Kleinman says he won't pursue the Michigan State job now officially open after the school fired Mel Tucker for college yesterday. Kleinman told Sirius XM's Big 12 today that he will be sticking in Manhattan and will not be a candidate for that job. His name has surfaced as a potential candidate for pretty much every opening uh, since he led the Wildcats to the Big 12 championship last year.
1: You know what, I like it when they just go ahead and, eliminate themselves from contention now it could crop back up if the money gets to a point you know where he can't quite pass it up but I kind of like I like uh, because a lot of times you kind of wait let these things swirl and then maybe you can even uh, get a little extra money (laughs) out of a situation like that I'm told uh, it's called, I think Aaron, something we don't normally have at Eminem Broadcasting. I believe it's called Leverage. <laughs> and um, that's, that's the truth. He, uh, he has that. And uh, when you have it, there are only a few times in life you going to have that, and you ought to uh, use it. But Kleiman, good guy, heck of a football coach, and I think has found a place he really loves, and he settled into a job that they finally moved on from his predecessor you you never want to be the guy that follows Snyder and in fact the guy who followed Snyder it went so poorly that they brought Snyder back onto the job I believe that was Ron Prince and this time it was it was the right thing they got the right guy he was ready for it he's been a really good coach in fact if you were going to try to power rank the Big 12 coaches right now, you'd have to put Kleiman, if if not at the very top, way up there.
2: Absolutely. And Kansas State already being has been proactive in trying to keep Kleiman. In May, they signed him to an eight-year, $44 million contract that will last through the 2030 season and pay him $5.5 million per year. So not top five in the country, but Certainly uh yeah. very competitive what he's gonna be doing. I
1: making. mean in Manhattan, Kansas, that's not bad. Gotta
2: buy you a nice house in Manhattan.
1: And uh and then Jerome is hanging in there with about what three mil a year, Jerome Tang on his New Deal. So these are uh these this that kind of money will 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 do some nice things for you there in Manhattan, a place I've never been. KU, I hadn't been to Lawrence, and I haven't been to Manhattan, and I would really like to see basketball games in both those places. I wish Baylor would make a swing, you know, do, a, do an octagon of doom followed by uh, getting up there to, to, to Kansas. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, they, I think the Big 12 should think about scheduling it that way. Bears only play one game against K-State this year, two games, against KU in basketball, at least on the men's side.
2: I'm sure you remember in the Colorado-Colorado State game. Colorado State defensive back Henry Blackburn hitting Colorado 2A star Travis Hunter. He ended up suffering a lacerated liver, and the defensive back Blackburn ended up getting death threats after that. Well, mm. a pretty nice story from yesterday <laughs> as Blackburn and Hunter went bowling according to a CSU spokesman. (laughs) Hunter missed last week's game at Oregon Uh and will be out again this Saturday when USC visits Colorado. But because of an invitation for Hunter, they connected shortly after the game. Hunter invited Blackburn back to Boulder, where Blackburn actually grew up and attended high school. Uh, And so the two met up and went bowling. I was going to say it squashed. I mean, they had been talking he yeah. kind of developed uh, kind of a friendship, so there was no beef. He just invited mm-hmm. him. It's just a great thing to do, especially when the kid was getting death threats after what wasn't a cheap shot. It was just uh, ended up being a play where one of the players got injured. And, and, and give props to yeah. Hunter and to Coach Prime for defusing that situation and, and calling out people threatening that kid.
1: Yeah, and that'll be, uh, that'll be nice, get in the bowling alley Used to have a great bowling alley under the sub there on the Baylor campus. Did I hear recently, I think somebody texted me and said, the bowling alley is still down there. They used to have the pool hall. Aaron, you've been on the Baylor campus many times throughout your life. I don't know if you ever went down there. You're a good pool shark. Did you ever go down and play any pool on the Baylor campus?
2: I know what you're talking about, and I've been there, but that was before my... Pool playing days, so I
1: didn't. Oh, play. okay. I was very young at that time. I mean, not wasn't young, I'd say 19 or 20. Those are mostly college kids, so you right. couldn't have hustled them for a lot of money <laughs> down, down there. But uh, yeah, I used to go down there. I didn't really play pool, but I did take bowling down there. And I think that is a good way to uh, make up. Uh, Aaron, I did see. Did you have a Mel Tucker story? Uh,
2: no, just mentioning okay. him as, you know, a, in the Kleinman story.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Mel Tucker's lawyers, this is just in the past hour, informed Michigan state officials today to preserve their records, a formal step toward legal action against the school after it fired him for cause. The letter references Tucker's, quote, illegal termination. Will there be a settlement? I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they handle that. And uh, um, I, I, I think uh, they may end up settling. I mean, this is a really ugly way all of this has ended. I think Tucker probably will be able to prove a few things, but um, I don't know. Michigan State may dig in because – they end up saving upwards of $73 million in what was left on his contract. Uh, this uh, weird and strange uh, and allegedly, uh, alleged sexual harassment and then phone relations that happened with Mel Tucker and someone who was trying to help the team uh, uh, and, and caution them and teach them about how to avoid sexual harassment and uh and sexual uh violence all right it's the uh matt mosley show ESPN central texas big guest plan for this hour terry Mohajer uh will be uh, on with us and uh he is the athletic director at ucf uh but next we get you caught up on cowboys lots going on over there today injury wise and otherwise including The return of Zeke. What did Dak have to say about that? That is next.
6: Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas.
5: It's fast-paced, it's caller-driven, and it's all Texas. It's the Drake Toll Show on ESPN Central Texas from 12 to 2. Join myself, Drake Toll, and Cameron Stewart weekdays to talk everything from the SEC and Big 12 to the Cowboys and Texas Rangers. If it's sports in the Lone Star State, it's on our airwaves. You can even watch the show live on YouTube by searching Drake Toll Show. It's the Drake Toll Show starting Monday, October 2nd and live weekdays from noon to 2. Thanks for making us your lunchtime listen.
15: Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project?
4: Toyota's ranked number one for the most reliable vehicles, with data compiled from more than 300,000 vehicles built between 2000 and 2022. If you're in search of a new vehicle, Jeff Hunter Toyota offers a full selection of new Toyota models, along with a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of my team members for a great car at a fair price.
3: Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco Values. Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers
20: Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options, whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his long-time connection to Baylor University. His brother, Jerry, played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son, Bo, played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771. 8051.
0: Don't miss the end of summer sale happening now at Lone Star Structures. Say big on in-stock storage sheds. Ready-to-move-in cabins, greenhouses, chicken tractors, dock kennels, porch swings, and gliders. Conveniently shop their sale inventory online 24-7 at LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Stop by their location on Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Visit LoneStarStructures.com or call 254-583-4411. Hurry in. Sale in soon. Sunday afternoon,
3: it's your Cowboys and the New England Patriots live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station.
16: Qualifications and rules apply. See Genco FCU for detail. Warning, free Genco Kasasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Genco debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Genco branch office. This has been a financial health advisory courtesy of Genco FCU.
0: My money, my future, my future.
3: Locally
14: owned and operated, Prestige Recycling is your hometown shredding and recycling company. They're a step above, bringing easy, community-friendly recycling to the greater Waco area. Offering commercial business recycling services. They take aluminum tin cans, cardboard, glass, paper, and plastic. They also offer community drop-off bins located out front of their offices for recycling. Prestige also offers safe and secure document destruction services to commercial business and residents. Prestige Recycling, located at 5198 South Loop 340 in Robinson.
13: Locally owned and operated, Rain Coffee Company is your daily stop for the best in hot and iced drinks. Come and stay a while and enjoy Rain Coffee Company's relaxing atmosphere, plus their espresso bar, teas, lotus energy drinks, and sweet treats. They are open every day, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. The only coffee shop in China Spring, Rain Coffee Company, 10214 China Spring Highway.
6: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's
1: Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. reminder that the UCF Athletic Director bears are headed that direction. Headed to Orlando, Terry Mohajer, and uh, he'll join us coming up in just a few minutes. We'll be excited to hear from Terry. I like his style. I like his excitement level. And um, as uh, one of our great friends, Kevin Gall, was reminding me, Baylor's director of strategy over there uh, at uh, Aaron, he, uh, Terry, Hired Grant McCaslin at Arkansas State back in the day. Now Grant McCaslin, former Baylor Bear. Oh, wow. The head coach at Texas Tech. So I think he's been on the right end of some of these hires. And uh, and then also, Aaron, a reminder that KG had for us that Sylvia uh, Messier. I'm trying to remember. What do you say? Messier. Mess- well, yeah, Messier is how I'm going to do that. Um, the former top assistant for Kim Mulkey at Baylor is the head women's coach at UCF. So that's kind of cool. Cool tie in some Baylor ties right there. And uh, Sylvia, big time coach. And that'll be interesting. Some of these big 12 matchups as we, we talk a lot about like the football, but some of these men's and women's basketball matchups, volleyball has already started up. Now, let's do some Cowboys, Aaron, because some of these guys are on your fantasy team. Uh, let's look at um, the injury report today. And uh, Tyler Biotish was out there. That's good. He was in his uniform, The uh, what the reporters were able to see. Uh, Ch- uh, Chuma Adoga uh, Limited as well. C.D. Lamb was back and Demarcus Lawrence. They didn't practice yesterday for like non Injury reasons, and they're both full practice today. Uh, Zach Martin limited, but he was in uniform. Tony Pollard limited. Um, I think they're just getting these guys some rest because that says that's a non-injury rest thing. Okay, so he was limited today, no biggie. Did not practice Tyron Smith Wednesday and Thursday. I mean, unfortunately – that is just something we've gotten used to over the years. Great player, but a lot of times he just can't be out there. Uh, and we'll see if he's able to play. Now, Dak was asked if he talked to Zeke Elliott, and he said he, he talked to him last night, and, uh, and he said probably the first time we've talked on the phone for that long in a while, his spirits are great. He's excited. It'll be good to see him. I'm happy for him, always pulling for him. He's doing well. I'm excited for him. Aaron, they asked him their favorite on-field memory of Zeke, and he said the one, was that I think it was against Philly. You remember this, Aaron, where he, he he was able to leap over that defender right in the open field, just went right over him, which was an incredibly athletic move. But then he landed it, and he kept running, and he was headed for the goal line. And at about the 10-yard line, he fell. And uh, <laughs> Dax said one of the greatest plays that's never going to be full uh, shown fully is him jumping over the guy in Philly and then tripping over his own feet. I'll never forget it. If he would have scored, it would live forever. But because he didn't score, it's just something we can laugh and talk about. Aaron, somebody right after that, which is what's great about social media, put the play up there. Now, the good news is Zeke didn't. Even though he fell down, it was an amazing thing he did. Who was that Aaron that he went over? Was that Jenkins? I'm trying to see. <laughs> it was very funny. Jenkins tries to come up and go low on Zeke, and Zeke just goes leaping over him. Um. And whoever I'm trying to see, I'm looking over and over. I'm trying to remind, be, you know, uh, I just can't see what number it is because they show him going over him. Over and over. It's very funny. Seth Russell did that to a Texas player uh, at some point. Uh, Aaron, have you gotten to see Zeke a little bit? I, I got to watch some of that Patriots game. And Ramondre Stevenson actually looked pretty good to me. He He was a little shifty. But then Zeke came in, and I can't remember. He ran for 60 or 70 yards. And he's getting it done. I mean, I, I'm not trying to say he's as fast or as effective as he used to be. But he's good. He's good. And uh, and I think that'll be fascinating to see. And Jerry has hinted that he w- they will be doing something to celebrate Zeke. That'd be crazy if they didn't. Okay? It was a, a contract that ended up being a bad one. But he was a player who had some great days for the Cowboys. So I think they do need to celebrate him. Micah Parsons, despite that kind of rough game the other day, has been named the NFC Defensive Player of the Month. All right. And then uh, we also had a little bit of an update on Trey Lance. Everybody's kind of wondering what's old Trey up to. Mike McCarthy was asked, and he said he's doing well. Obviously, I'm glad he's here. That's for sure. He's a great addition. He has a lot of potential. Looking forward to continuing to grow with him. Aaron, what do you think the ovation will be like for Zeke to return to the place where he put up a huge amount of yards? Was a great leader. I mean, he really was a good locker room presence. I didn't think that was going to be the case when he got suspended by the NFL. But, of course, Jerry fought like crazy for him. Tried to get the commissioner fired Jerry had huge convictions about Zeke, which is why when he sat out, uh, they caved and ended up giving him. That might be Aaron, maybe McCaffrey. I'm trying to think of somebody else. Saquon obviously hasn't got That was the, maybe the last massive deal because Jonathan Taylor's holding out, wanting a big deal, can't get one. The deal for our man Derrick Henry, pretty big deal, pretty big deal. But the last, the last kind of massive running back deal uh is Zeke. And maybe in NFL history. Maybe maybe there'll never be one quite to that extent. I can't remember, Aaron, what did it get up to? Like whew, seventeen million a year or something like that. I mean it was a it was an enormous contract. And at a time when they had already started tapering off on what people played uh paid running backs and it was Jason Garrett. Make no mistake, Jason Garrett was in Jerry's ear saying, if you're going to put this on me and say this is make or break, you got to you got to do this for me. You have got to bring this guy back. We're not going to be able to do it without Zeke. And the Cowboys went and did the deal with uh with Zeke. Uh still I think Aaron I think the uh I think fans will be very kind, very gracious, and I think they'll do a nice goodbye montage to him and do something to celebrate him. Um, I I don't know. I mean, like, if you ask me who is, who's been more beloved since 2016 between Dak or Zeke, I guess fans turned on Zeke a little bit just because of the money. Well, who would you say, Aaron? Do you think fans were bigger Dak or Zeke fans? Uh, you know, who... Who did they like more? It was about equal.
2: Ooh, that's tough. Probably Dak more. Okay. But the people who disliked him were (laughs) a lot more vocal than the Uh critics. Until, like, especially the last couple years of that contract, like you mentioned.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which, again, wasn't his fault. I mean, they're the ones who did the deal. He held out and he broke them. All right. It is time. Big time. Major guest coming. It is the athletic director for UCF uh terry mohajer he
6: joins us next your leader in high school sports espn central
0: texas this waco high coaches show with Lyndon help is brought to you by waste connections
11: waco lions suffered a second consecutive shutout on friday against lake belton coach are the shutouts part of running into great defenses or is something missing on offense
4: well i mean i think it's a little bit of both right We ran into two teams that we knew going into the season were going to be uh, at the top of our district, there's no doubt. You know, very athletic, uh, very tough and physical up front. Uh, Both those teams and both had played some really, really good competition before they got into district play. So uh, we're aware of that, but we've got to shore up. I mean, our biggest problem offensively is turnovers, and our turnover margin uh, has been poor. Uh, And so we've got to ensure that we clean that up moving forward.
11: When the offense is not scoring or even getting first downs, how much of a drag is that on the defense, both physically and mentally?
4: There's no doubt that you're going to exert more energy uh, and, and, and that your, your muscles and your body is going to feel the weight of that. But uh, we don't really talk about that in that regard. It's, it's more uh, every time you get a chance to step on the field, it's an opportunity to make a play. And so uh, the games are lost as a team and they're won as a team. I don't really think anything to do with one side of the ball or the other. Uh, Bottom line is we've got to get better holistically, and we have a lot of guys that play on both sides of the ball uh, offensively and defensively well. So we all carry that burden together, uh, that's for sure. This week you host Colleen Ellison. They're
11: 0-4, maybe a good chance to pick up that second win of the season. How do you match up against the Eagles?
4: We've got to win the game up front Uh, if we do things right there. Uh, we can have some advantages if we execute, uh, but then then they they've got some very talented skill kits. I mean, uh, think about Clean Ellison as a school, right? They've got they went to the state basketball finals. They had guys in the state track finals. So those some of those guys show up on film when you watch football as well. Very very athletic uh, at times in the skill positions, and so we've got to ensure we minimize those explosive plays uh, and and really get back to what we do best, which is which is winning up front ESPN, central Texas
0: at waste connections. They keep central Texas clean, Waste Connections provides trash pickup and recycling services to Waco area homes and businesses. Remember them when you need residential garbage service, commercial dumpsters, and garbage collection, bulk item pickups, trash compactors, or construction and demolition roll-offs. They would be honored to be your service provider. Waste Connections, 254-840-4060, 1910 South Main Street, McGregor, and at WasteConnections.com. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Brits Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad Jesse Brits Automotive, discounting your prices, not your service.
14: Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddock's Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook, licensed lb 106271 e
6: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
7: A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank member FDIC.
0: Jesse Britz Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britz Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with our computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britz Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service.
14: At Lewis Insurance Group, we work for our customers, not the insurance companies. Let us take care of all your insurance needs, your business, your home, your farm and ranch. We want to serve you with all your insurance needs. We have over 100 carriers, and we write and shop our insured rates annually to make sure you're getting the best rates available. At Lewis Insurance Group, we have 50 years combined experience and the best customer service in the business. Call Lewis Insurance Group today at 254-753-2505.
6: back to the Matt Mosley show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It is Matt Mosley show and uh, we are joined by UCF athletic director Terry Mohajer and uh, it it is uh, Terry it's fun to get to visit with you. Bears headed to UCF. Lots of excitement. Have you seen our signs? Apparently Baylor does have some digital boards around campus. Uh, I think they're trying to create a lot of goodwill before Saturday, perhaps, Saturday afternoon. Uh, Have you had a chance to see any of those? How do they look?
17: Yeah, they look fantastic. they really good. Actually, the uh, Waco Chamber of Commerce was here today. They had about 60 uh, folks here. We gave them a little tour of the stadium, and I kind of explained the history of the bounce house and uh, how 50-yard line lines up directly with 39A launch pad and how, uh, why the school was started and all that good stuff. I think they really, I think they really enjoyed it. And, and the most important part, I think all the academic stuff was when I was a young football coach, I got to take grant Taft to the airport. And that was like one of the greatest things in my life at the time. So that was cool. They, I think they got the most kick. And forget that we have 30% of our alumni working at NASA. I think they thought that the fact <laughs> that I got to ride in the car with Grant Taft was the coolest part.
1: Yeah, you remember the book, I Believe, by the great Grant Taft, one of my That's childhood absolutely. heroes. I went to the Grant Taft football camp, but I bet that was kind of cool as a young coach transporting uh, Grant Taft. And if I know Grant, he had very good words of encouragement for you. Perhaps there was scripture involved. He was my Sunday school teacher at Baylor, by the way. And I would show oh, wow. up as a freshman. Yeah. Trying to, because I wanted to see if he would say anything about the game uh, the previous night. But it, no matter how late they got back, he was always there at 9 or 9.30 for a Sunday school lesson uh, at First but, Baptist Church. Oh, Waco- really? Oh, yeah. That's
17: a good story. So he was up doing a clinic for us. And I was working for Glenn Mason, and I was a GA at the time and they they said Terry you get to take Grant Taft back to the airport it's about 50 minutes away and i was like oh this is and i was like that was kind of an honor that they trusted you to take Grant Taft back to the airport so i re- <laughs> I, asked, I asked him about class and so i recorded him i got to go back i've got the recording somewhere uh in one of my boxes from one of my mini moves but mm-hmm. uh, i have to go back and find that so
1: You remember those coaches' shows, how great they were back then? Grant had a good one. I'm sure Coach Mason had a good one. But those big eight, I'm sure Switchers was great, Uh, I would have to think. But, man, those Terry, those coaches' shows, they're not quite the same now. They do, like, radio shows during the week or whatever. But those were big time. What's that? Yeah, I don't
17: don't really see – I'm sorry. Um, I don't really see people do coaches' shows. They do some radio still, but – The TV shows on Sunday morning, uh, you just don't see that anymore. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, they were like, you know, I remember, you know, when I was going to school in the SEC country, you get all the SEC uh, schools. And, yeah, I remember Coach Switzer's.
1: And and, uh, so, yeah, uh, it was cool. So, Grant Taft must have had a really good one. Oh, he was great, inspirational. Jim Wacker had the best one, though, former TCU coach. Wacker was funny. Very outgoing, and as you might imagine, his was just kind of off the charts. And you had Yeoman, Fred Akers. These are all the things I was doing as a kid is watching those coaching shows, and so that was uh, a lot of fun. Now, you played tailback at Shawnee Mission South, is that correct, and then went on to play Shawnee at Arkansas Mission State?
17: South. Yeah, no. nothing greater than a Raider. And I switched <laughs> to defensive back. Uh, so I oh, okay. To defensive back. Yeah, so that's why I played no. strong safety in college.
1: All right. Well, your fullback was one of my fraternity brothers, Rich Gotchas. All right. Oh, at Baylor. yeah. Yeah. He was a Rich, few years ahead was, of me. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes.
17: Well, they didn't call him. We, we didn't call him Rich back then. You know, we called him something. His, his name was, he had a, uh, you know, AKA, and it, his name was <laughs> Dick Gotchas. And so uh, he is, uh, he's a he's a super awesome guy with a great family. Yeah. I can't believe that.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, he is. He's he's a great guy. And who knows, he may show up uh, looking for tickets in Orlando on Saturday. We may, for him, we i, may I did you. find
17: some.
1: <laughs> for him, I'd find some. How about that? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what about now? Are y'all celebrating this Fiesta Bowl? I mean, that's the only reason I was really wanting to come to this game. But if you all are going to do that and have that team out there, I don't know. It brings back nightmares for Baylor fans <laughs> what what that uh that game 52 to 42 uh I had read at some point y'all were, y'all were going to do that is that happening um this weekend and and will Bortles and the gang be back on campus
17: yeah I think we I think we got almost two-thirds of the of that team coming back but it's not wow. necessarily a it's not because of we're playing Baylor. if we would have been playing Texas Tech or Oklahoma State we would have done the same uh, it just it just happens to be our first. It's the 10 year reunion of mm-hmm. the game, and we would have done it if you know it was um, if the 10 year reunion was next year. So it just happened to be our our home opener in the Big 12 was against Baylor. So uh, um, uh, we're real excited uh, to welcome a lot of those folks back. I I'm still getting to know some of the former uh, guys on the teams, and I've, I've met Blake. He's he's been a great ambassador for us. Um, but yeah, no, they'll be here, so it's exciting.
1: What were you doing when UT and OU announced they were leaving? It, it hit us all that summer. Everybody's kind of searching around what's going to happen to the conference, and we all know what eventually happened. But where were what were you up to when that happened? Because that would have been about the time, I guess you were you had just arrived on campus there uh, yes. and taken that job from Arkansas State. What was kind of your first thought? I mean, did you kind of immediately go, "Well, there's an opportunity." Uh, what, what, what kind of, what did you do, and what was kind of your first uh, thought when you saw that big story break?
17: Well, I, I didn't know that any, this was going to happen. But one of my first day on the job, I had to hire a football coach, and I was hired in February of 21. <laughs> And that's always fun when you, you, you you're on the clock and you're you're hiring a football coach. You know, there's no there's no uh, you know settling or any of that stuff uh, and trying to get a staff. You're trying to help the head coach hire his staff. Well, as soon as we got him hired, about after about four or five days, uh, you know I have to help him put together his staff. Um, you know we started going into listen. You just never know. You got to be prepared for conference realignment. And I, believe it or not, prior to this time, I went through it six times conference realignment six times and so uh in different conferences like sunbelt Belt and the uh, American uh and uh, some other and actually in the Big 12 before twice in the Big 12 believe it or not uh, first time and second time uh I worked there and uh um so I worked at the University of Kansas at the time and uh um so just prepared ourselves and and um you know started making contacts with commissioners and 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 we were we were prepared. We uh you know, had some strategic planning that we were doing as soon as I got in here and and when we found out I think it was in was it June? No, it was July. Sorry, July, right? It was announced in July, I think.
7: I yes. remember right.
17: Yeah. It was leaked in July. Yeah. Uh, Correct. I felt like if we were I felt like we were prepared because we already had all our documents. I was dripping all over the country, uh, different uh media. Outlets and um, you know, I, this the day it was announced, I sent a note to Bob Bolsby and uh, just put my contact and um, I, I knew, um, you know, and 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 I didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously, I, I reached out to some other commissioners as well. And uh, a few weeks later, I uh, made contact back and and um, that's how, how, how it began.
1: So, Bob, at some point, I think I've read showed up at your house or somewhere there. In, or Orlando basically yeah, yeah. saying, Hey, think maybe you guys ought to apply. And maybe yeah. perhaps he, there was, he gave you the sign that you would be accepted if you applied. Uh, I bet that was an interesting, you knew he was headed out there, but, uh, what an interesting process that must've been.
17: Yeah, it was great. And it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was a, good day and appreciate him. Appreciate his leadership. Um, you know, we're thrilled to death to be in the conference. It's, you know, we, 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 we believe we belong, and we're just happy to uh, be with these other traditional brands that have been around for a century, over a century. And you know, we're the young guys. Uh, you know, there's only there's only five Power Five schools in the country that didn't start their university in the 1800s. Do you know, those five five Power schools are. No. Any idea? No. Texas Did... Tech, Houston, okay. UCLA, Miami, and and UCF, and we're Wow. We're younger. I think, I think Houston's the next youngest and we're, we're 38 years younger than they are. So, uh, so there's not, it doesn't have, so it's a, it's, it's a club that's hard to get into. And, and so to, to Bob Bolsby and the other ADs and the the big eight, excuse me, the big 12 and, and, and the, and the, the CEOs, uh, the invite was, you know, just was life changing for this program. And I think, that's why the celebration we were going to do to celebrate the ten-year anniversary of the uh, UCF Fiesta Bowl from 2013 such a big deal because really in my mind they're kind of the catalyst of the uh, you know of of the success that uh, and the trajectory that we've had over the last ten years.
1: Terry, what was at Mission 12? like what did you need to do facilities wise or otherwise to? Make sure you were ready for the Big 12 because you have a huge enrollment, you got a a, a huge fan base. There's something in some ways you are better prepared than just about anybody for this. But what what was your that mission 12? Um, what was kind of your purpose, and what were you kind of needing to do? What was what were the first couple of things you felt like you needed to do to make sure y'all were ready to compete and and hopefully you know be able to excel in this new conference.
17: Well, we're still transitioning. I mean, even though we're in the conference and so what, what we started to do, I wanted our fans and our alumni and our key stakeholders to really know where we stand on things and where it comes. So we're on four parallel tracks. Uh, operating budget, you know, we're behind the rest of the Big 12 and operating budget. Obviously, our distributions were a lot different. Um, we're still in the next couple of years, we're still not in the same uh, distribution in, until fiscal year uh, 26. Uh, and then uh, the second is uh, personnel, uh, attracting and retaining the best personnel we possibly can. Uh, a third is facility enhancements and maintenance. And then fourth is basically uh, recruiting, which is NIL. So we're on four parallel tracks, and I wanted to illustrate that in the Mission 12 to show our fans where we, where we compared to the other uh, teams in the Big 12 And how far, or what we what we have to do to get there, and it's you know based on you know annual uh, donors and average Mm -hmm. gift per donor, uh, the facilities, uh, the budgets, the operating budgets, all that kind of stuff, and you know we're kind of kind of keeping a public uh, scorecard just to kind of give our Mm. fans a little bit of a um, you know a roadmap of what we're trying to do, and you know we're probably about twenty million dollars behind. In operating budget, the rest of the Big Twelve, uh, most of them were obviously were farther behind. Some of the, some of them, um, and um, and and so you know we're we're just we're um, we're just trying to um, you know build a program, and um, you know as as you know uh, you know as, when you're competing, and now that we added uh, four new schools that are uh, on the. Uh, Mountain West or Mountain Time Zone, Uh, you know our travel budget is going to go up again, and and we just got to plan for it. And it's all great. We got four Mm -hmm. new schools, and uh, I, as a young coach and 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 an administrator, Colorado was, uh, you know, in the league, so it's going to be exciting to go to Boulder. I've had a lot of a lot of great memories there. Almost got ran over by Ralphie uh, one game, and uh, (laughs) so it was uh, when I was the special teams coach and kickoff. I didn't see we saw Ralphie coming, and. And uh, I've never been to BYU before. I've uh, never been to Utah, and uh, I've been to Arizona, of course, but not. Uh, I've never been to a game at Arizona State. So uh, I've played in a bowl game at Arizona in the Arizona Bowl. Uh, so I've been there at their stadium. So it's going to be really cool. It's just going to be neat. And, and I think our fans are getting to know, uh, you know, we had our first game last week against Kansas State, and mm-hmm. I think our fans are just so pleasantly surprised at how friendly everybody was there in Manhattan, Kansas, and I, I you know, hope we reciprocate uh, uh, the same to our new Big 12 family.
1: Yeah, be careful in Morgantown, although they were very <laughs> nice. Baylor's first time out there in, like, 2013, I have to say, my parents went out there, and they said that folks were going out of their way to be nice. Of course, that was an 11 a.m. start, all right? They had not gotten a running start that day. Uh, talking to Terry Mohajer, the uh, UCF AD. You you brought up recruiting. Boy, you guys are already recruiting at a great clip. How much is that? Did y'all hit the ground running on the NIL? Or is that Gus and just being in a great target-rich environment? How much of that is, is being really good at the portal? In NIL, and how much of that is just, hey, you guys are targeting, because you all are getting four stars. Last I saw, you were third in the conference, 2024 recruiting. Um, how, how have you been so effective and efficient in that area?
17: Well, I, I had a chance to work with Gus before and at another institution, and, and I, I, he's, he's a relentless recruiter. And, you know, when you, when you work in the SEC, uh, you, you recruit against the biggest sharks in the country. And um, I just knew one of the things you, you have to do and, and at that time, we weren't necessarily invited. We, well, we weren't invited into any other conference. We we're still playing the American, but I knew he, he could recruit higher than the American. Um, and if we ever got that moniker of, of power five, that uh, he, he, you know, the sky's the limit. And, you know, listen, he, he and his staff works extremely hard and they've done They've knocked it out of the park, man. From a recruiting standpoint, now how that translation translates to field, we'll see. Uh, but listen, at the end of the day, no matter how much your operating budget is, and you've seen it in your own state, um, you know you still have to evaluate, recruit, and develop. And those coaches, no matter NIL, no matter how how, if your operating budget is five hundred million a year, if you're not evaluating, recruiting, and developing. Uh, outstanding young people and helping them get better on the playing surface and, 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 and off the field, um, you know, you're going to have challenges. We've seen a lot of schools across the country have great operating budgets, but their teams aren't as good. Uh, and then you've seen a lot of teams that don't have great operating budgets, and their teams are really good for for the exact characteristics mm-hmm. that we just talked about. And um, so that's why when people, co- they keep talking about the power two and all that, kind I'm like, mm. what's that mean? The media asked me that question. What's that mean? I don't, I mean, that's, it's just, it's just, someone has more money. So listen, the big 10s always had the most money, but who, who in the last, in the last 10 years, who's won more SEC championships? I mean, who's won more national championships The SEC. Correct. And so, um, and, and, uh, you know, so, you know, that doesn't mean that that doesn't translate to have more money. I mean, I don't think, you know, you know, so, so I think again, we just have to be really diligent. Uh, we have to, um you know, like, get the right student-athletes. I think we're in the right region to do that. Um, and, you know, this is a transition. And uh, no excuses. Uh, but this is still – we're still in the transition of it. and you know, we're not a, a full distribution member yet. We're a full member voting-wise. And uh, – but, you know, we just, we'll just make the best of it. And, listen, we wouldn't want to be any other place. So we're not complaining. I'll tell
1: you that. Now you've been on this CFP committee. Uh, where do you sense all that is uh Headed, you know, everybody thinks that six and six model is going to have to change with what happened to the Pac-12. Um, when, when do you place that needs to get agreed to fairly soon? That seemed to get tabled in a recent meeting. Um, can you shed some light on where you think that's headed, um, and and what, what what do you want to see happen?
17: Well, I think I think you um, the management team, the, their management team, their their ma- the. the the group of managers, which are the commissioners, kind of help uh, make that decision. They have to bring it to the uh, board uh, mm-hmm. there, which are the presidents. And um, listen, I think they're on the right track. I think you know they have other business they got to take care of, but I think I still think they're on the right track of the twelve teams. How they, if they do the top five conference championships and and then, then seven other at larges, I think that's, I think that sounds like a really I saw that uh, last yeah. couple of days. I think that's a really good plan. Um, if, if, uh, the PAC 12 remains, you know, um, there, then it's it's six and six, six of the champions and, and, uh, um, uh, and then the six at large, I'm, I'm good with that too. But, uh, you know, I, I do like the idea of, you know, if there's, you know, however many power five conferences there are plus the best group of five champion. I like that. Um, this is just my opinion. I'm not I yeah. don't have any insights. this is my opinion. And I like the rest being at large. I really do. I think that's a great I think that's a great opportunity. Okay. There's a lot of good teams that uh may have lost and still can win the national championship and that may not be their conference champion.
1: Okay, I, I'm curious about your men's basketball. Uh not a lot of history there as far as going to the NCAA tournament. You're entering a great elite conference, gonna get even better with Arizona coming in, Arizona State, some of these other schools. Um, what do you, what do you kind of need to do in that area? And, and again, you're in a pl- part of the world where they got great basketball players, not like, uh, coach Dawkins can't go out and find good basketball players, but kind of what's the next step to getting, uh, because this is, this can be a meat grinder, as you know.
17: Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough conference. It's exciting for our coaches and our fans and, uh, we're, our, are our, 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 Uh, season ticket trajectory is off the charts or we've already sold more season tickets than ever before in the history of the school. And we've had some good years. We won 19 games last year, uh, beat Florida in the NIT and lost to Oregon uh, out there in Oregon. Uh, So, I mean, we've had some good years. Coach Dawson's a great man. uh, And, uh, you know, I think college basketball, you see, it's all about the portal right now. So again, it goes back to what I, I talked about a little earlier is, you got to evaluate. You got to mm. recruit, and you got to develop. And the coaches that can find uh, young young men in the portal or young women in the portal, uh, you know, are going to be the ones the most successful. And uh, you know, I was lucky to work with. Um, uh, I was at Kansas when Roy Williams was the coach, and I was at Kansas when Bill Self, the coach, been seen some really good ones. Um, and uh, Coach Dawkins, I, I really believe can, can you know. Really have a strong program in the Big 12. Um, we've got a really good arena. I would I would put our arena uh, not as iconic obviously as Allen Fieldhouse and some of those, but mm-hmm. I would put our arena up against anybody in the Big 12. And uh, um, you know I just think you know we just got to get the right right uh, right chemistry and and right team and I think we have got a real shot. And but it's gonna be fun. We got a great schedule. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. the way. Those schedules are fun when they come out, aren't they? You've probably been tipped off on some of that. But the rest of us really start looking at that thing, wondering when we're coming to Orlando. You've got Satia on the women's side, big-time Baylor uh, Connections, was on Kim Mulkey's staff there. So uh, I I would think that's an area where you all could compete right away. Uh, And it's going to be wide open with uh, Texas on its last run uh, and OU. Uh, That has a chance, I think, anybody could step up and really get involved. Arizona's coming in. They've got great women's basketball, but y'all do have a proven, she was a great assistant at Baylor, and uh, and who knows what she can do at UCF.
17: She, she uh, you know, she's done a really good job. I was really, really uh, proud of her last year. Uh, the previous coach took a bunch of uh, players uh, with her, um, and it was kind of late in the cycle. And so it was a little challenging, and, and she's doing a really good job, and I, I still think she's in transition um, and, uh, I was putting together a really good staff and, uh, really happy to have her. And obviously one of the reasons why we hired her is because of her, her knowledge of the big 12 and, and, and understanding the coaches and the systems and, 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 and the high level play and obviously her, her time at LSU. And plus she was the head coach at one, and she was the head coach at, at, at um, in Tennessee, um, think Tennessee Tech, if I remember right, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, and did a really good job there. And I think she won the conference. And, uh, we're, listen, I, 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 I really think that our sky's the limit. we got to give her some time, be patient, uh, let her build her program, and, uh, you know, I think, I think things will take mm-hmm. care of the rest.
1: Terry, this was fun. You hired another one of my fraternity brothers, uh, Grant McCaslin, back in the day at no. Arkansas State, and he's done really well. He was a Fiji he's one of with your me. Fraternity brother? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He and I were at Baylor together, so we got all kinds of connections. So we will definitely have to get together in person uh, soon. Wait a all right. You
17: tell me, Dick. You tell me, Dick Gotches, or Rich Gotches, as you call them, and and you and Grant were all in the same fraternity at the same time.
1: Rich was older, he's younger, so he. Isn't he? yeah rich grant never i was barely in with rich grant came oh, okay. as i was leaving so or at kind of my senior year i guess so okay. anyway but we were all in the same fraternity yes yeah. just not at the same well, Grant's time.
17: another grant's a great guy did a great job and he's gonna he's gonna yeah. do outstanding things in the big job he's a great uh cc his wife and his family what a what a great mm-hmm. person he is and uh been a big fan of him ever since he left uh and um, just you know, wishing the best of luck, except when he's playing us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, appreciate it. Great visiting with thanks. you, and uh, and and best of luck on uh, on Saturday. We'll talk to you soon.
17: Thanks, thanks, thanks. Appreciate you. You, you bet. Me
1: on. Oh yes, there he goes, uh, Terry Mohajer, uh, the AD at UCF. I, I knew he was going to be great energy. Uh, it's fun having these folks on. Great job by him. It is time for the dismount. We got to say good night. That's next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas.
15: The Mahia Coaches Show with Aaron Noel is brought to you by In Commons Bank Mahia.
2: Coach, coming off a 30-9 to loss to Grosbeck last Friday night to open up district play, this was a game where your offense was able to move the ball effectively, pretty much the entire game, but you just weren't able to finish in the red zone.
21: No, we you know we get down there and and just kind of sputter out uh, for one reason or another, and um, you know it's one you go back and you look at the tape, and you know you, you see missed opportunities, and um, you know you try to go and, and correct that as as we get ready to head into homecoming and have Kemp this Friday.
2: What about on the defensive side of the ball?
21: You know, we made a couple, we made a couple boneheaded penalties that, that helped them out of some bad situations and down a and distance and, and gave them new life. And uh, you know, when you do that, it, kind of the way the the game rewards you of that is they, they get to continue the drive. And and uh, each time they were able to go down and put points on the board when we did that. So, you know, we have to eliminate those mistakes and and you know just boneheaded plays and and. Uh, keep the mindset of, hey, we're, we're trying to go three and out every series on defense and um, you know look for opportunities to, to take the ball away from the offense and whether that's raking at the ball in the run game or being aggressive in the pass game.
2: Now you continue district play tomorrow night against Kemp. Talk a little bit about this Kemp team on offense. They run the spread, and it's a true spread. They like to throw the ball all over the field, don't they?
21: They'll sling it around, and then they'll also try to try to spread you out and lighten the box, and and run the quarterback, and and you know try to have an advantage inside that way. And um, so you know we've got to be sound in our coverage and, and in our reads, and, and know when we're in coverage, and know when we're fitting, and um you know, when we, we've got a plan for that. And then defensively, they'll they'll, they'll put a lot of pressure on you. Um, you know the, the <clears throat> they'll blitz from anywhere. And, uh, you know, they'll load up the box and, and make you try to uh, beat you with the vertical passing game and make you throw the ball downfield. So, uh, you know, where we have shots and, and matchups that we like, we've got to connect on those and, um, you know, can, continue to, to do that to try to light up that
6: box to run the ball. ESPN Central Texas.
14: housing lender.
0: To keep your energy costs low, seal your home or business with insulation from Profoam Insulation. Whether you want spray foam insulation, retrofit insulation, blow-in insulation, or bat insulation, Profoam Insulation is the team for the job. They can handle residential, commercial, and agricultural jobs. They're licensed and insured, offer free estimates, and lifetime warranties are also available. Family-owned and operated since 2017, Profoam Insulation of Robinson, 254-640-1255, and ask for Matt. You're listening to ESPN Central
6: Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
20: Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverada, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop and zero gimmicks. It's a no brainer. So give us a call 254-840-3261 or shop us 24-7 at Turner Chevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. we are treat you like family. Find new roads. Would you like to experience
0: the excitement of Baylor football tailgating? Well, you're invited to the Baylor Alumni Home Tailgate, open four hours prior to kickoff of each home game. This family-friendly event is open to all fans and friends of Baylor, and no game ticket is required. You can watch the big college games on large televisions, and great food from Bubba's 33 is also available. It's a great place to get your game face on. We'll be looking for you at the Baylor Alumni Home Tailgate under the big tent just over the pedestrian bridge at McLean Stadium Touchdown Alley.
3: Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. <laughs> it sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield CD from EECU. They have a 5.5% APY on a nine-month CD. <laughs> 5.5%? That is big. Yep. We've done our banking with EECU for years, and we opened a CD just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash high-yield and open your CD in under 5 minutes. Wow. What'd you call them? EECU? That's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 5.5% APY, but hurry, go to eecu.org slash high yield today because it's a limited time offer. Thanks for the tip. Hey, uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA, APY is annual percentage yield, $2,500 minimum deposit required from an external source. Membership requirements apply. For additional terms and conditions, call 800-333-9934.
6: It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central
1: Texas. All right, I want to go see some high school football tonight. That was great. I mean, you never know. The Mosley Show, we either have head coaches of the opposing team or the, the eight athletic director. And, of course, you need those great SIDs to make those things happen, including, by the way, the Baylor SID for women's basketball. Shelby Hill uh, helping us out today with uh, Nikki Collin. That was good. Rangers in Seattle, get it on tonight. Rangers win. Rangers in the playoffs. Rangers win again the next night. Then they could win the division. All right. Uh, Everybody have a great one. Uh, Aaron, really good stuff by you today. Uh, Everybody have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Good night, everybody. This
6: is the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. He is the voice of the Bears, John Morris.